Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast. And you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.K. Amanu, the writer-director of Aviation. Hi, I'm Brando Benetton, director of Knife Fire. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hi, this is James Cullen Brussack, the writer, director, and producer. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stewart, page the screen, dot com up in my bundles. Get up to my motorcycle running and tracking up with my fucking snakes, genius, with Dom, eating pizza, and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen. There we go, let's just click record on, there we go. Yeah, there we go, nicely little trim beard and a different backdrop. How how the heck are you? Uh, It's nearly August, Rob. I know. Where did the time go? I don't know, I still feel like it's March. Yeah, February. I don't know what's going on. Are they extra pop figures that are behind you now, or was that the same collection that was there last week? No, there's some new ones. Uh, as you know, Santa's been this week. Okay. Um, In July, yep. Yeah, uh, it was Christmas for me yesterday and, and my family. Yep. Uh, and we had uh, a lovely time on uh, the Facebook portal TV, linking two households um, without actually getting anywhere near and uh, needing to use anything uh, called a bubble um and yeah we we had exchanged gifts um a lot of shopping on amazon um from both sides of the family um so we got lots of amazon boxes piled up in each house ready to open and uh i was lucky enough to get um all of the power rangers funko pop nice so, you know <laughs> so how many is that in total that you've got well, uh, not not total funko pops but how many power rangers ones are in the set because there's like 9,000 Funko Pops altogether. Well, on the back of the box, there's nine. Um, now, I've only got six of them. I've got the Power Rangers, so I haven't got the actual, uh, you know, um, Rita Repulsa, Lord Zed, um, that kind of thing, that the, the bad guys, um, only the Power Rangers. But apparently there is also a White Ranger, but he was a bit too expensive um, for for a Christmas gift. He was um, around about £70 online when... That's too uh, nice. Yeah. when people were, were shopping for him. So I've just had, got the standard ones, but I'm very happy with the standard ones. So, uh, you know, knowing how much you like the Power Rangers, Stuart, I love thought, you know, I love them. I, I will, will. I, I will decorate um, the office. So we've got Power Rangers pops. We've got a lovely Power Rangers uh, print behind me of the, the pink Ranger. I was, uh, I was wondering what that was. It looked like, yeah. I don't know what it looked like. Something. 
they look like helmet hand um yeah it's um it was actually one of the um the cover arts on one of uh, the official power rangers comics um okay. See very that. cool so power rangers theme is this a thing you know because obviously when we do the video ones you're going to try and have a different backdrop each week and how many why we- not how many weeks do you think it'll be before you're like, oh, uh-huh. I've kind of run out of backdrops? I think there's there's always something you can do. Um, I did have another black uh, backdrop planned until yesterday. So behind this backdrop, there's another one, and that will be used on the next uh, the next nice. video podcast. See, my backdrop this week is reasonable lighting, I'm hoping. So hopefully <laughs> I will not end up in darkness towards the second half of the podcast like I did last week, which was it's definitely mm-hmm. a learning curve. Is the old uh, is the old video podcasting? So my backdrop behind me is because it mirrors the screen, so that's kind of weird. There, I am pointing to a signed Goodfellas poster in the far distance. There, mm-hmm. signed by De Niro and Joe Pesci and Ray Liotta, and then to the other side is uh, an ex Lego Two movie poster, which I picked up uh, for her the other week. So Very um, nice. I will probably. I was kind of limited because in front of me, I've got all these wonderful goodies, but mm-hmm. putting the laptop over here. And the lighting was just kind of shocking, and I was bending and like contortionist, and you know, a bit like pixie Lenot, and it wasn't working. So I've got <laughs> all this cool stuff in front of me, but you can see none of it. So maybe yeah. I'll end up uh, trying to sort stuff out. But lighting it's, it's only the easy. same as me. I've got um, Batlass over there that I can see, and, and all sorts of things. But at the moment, this is my world, and uh, you know. We'll save that stuff. It will be rotated in and out, like you say, for for different podcasts. So um, you know, it's it's more fun to see in the future. It is. You don't want to see everything all at once, do you? So yeah, there'd be sh- no just, reason to tune in then. Just tease the audience. Do people still tune in <laughs> nowadays? Is that still a thing? I think it might be. Who knows? Yeah. So I did a podcast earlier on today. It's my second show of the day mm-hmm. with John Fouts. And we talked about doing a, a video podcast where we give each other a tour around our geek rooms and the Ooh. stories behind some of the wonderful things that we've got in the room. So that's something that's ongoing. So um, mm-hmm. ponder that one in your head. I'm not quite sure logistically how it will work. Maybe it'll be I'll be carrying a laptop around and oh, look, there's this thing that I've got or, or whatever. But uh, that's that's possibly a plan. I've got a new selfie book. Selfie stick. So no, I hate selfie sticks. I don't see the point in those. <laughs> you're you're taking like a a two pound in money selfie stick and you're mm-hmm. holding at a distance several hundred pounds worth of technology. And I wonder how many people have lost their selfie sticks over cliffs, into the, the rivers and ravines and onto roads that have been hit by cars just because they could not be bothered actually holding the camera themselves i have to say though um i don't know if you've seen these um clips yourself um a um an actor i follow named john davy was in um uh doctor who and various other things um one of his hobbies is i don't know what you call it is it like kind of landboarding it's like a skateboard but bigger okay yeah you kind of know what i'm on about yeah yeah four yep. wheels and all that kind of stuff he does that and he does it amazingly um and he has a selfie stick with like a GoPro or whatever it may be. Yeah. And he holds it, but the technology in the camera removes the selfie stick. So you nice. actually don't see the selfie stick. Um, so the only, the only time you know there's a selfie stick is by looking at the shadow on the ground where you see kind of the stick coming from the hand, but in the shots itself, 
yeah. it's not there and it's very cool one of my first cameras, uh, which I think I shot a lot of experience in Comic-Con with, it had the ability to remove any really steady shots and replace mm. them with shaky cam, which wow. I thought was quite clever. <laughs> and periodically, if you did it right, it would go out of focus, which was also quite a nice treat. So I have had one of those out-of-focus cameras <laughs> before. I, any out-of-focus shots in my films, they're there on purpose. They are a stylistic choice, mm-hmm. I find. So... Um, just yeah. like those lens flares in the Star Trek movie by JJ. See, I don't get lens flares. I don't. I don't mean I don't get them. I've never got a lens flare. I don't understand why it's why what what they are. I don't why why go. Do you know what that shot looks really good? But I need a bloody lens flare in it. I don't quite. <laughs> so you know, when I'm sitting down with JJ just before I hire him to do all these Netflix shows that I'm going to do when I'm running. John Fouts talked about me running Netflix today, so that that will be a thing. And uh, okay. I'm going to ask yeah. him about lens flares, mm-hmm. and just see what he says. So they'll they'll definitely be in at least fifty percent of his shows. Probably, yeah. If I let him, I don't know. I've not yeah. really decided yet. He will have to win me over with uh, with the lens flare <laughs> thing. So, um, did you watch? So mentioned Comic Con. Did you watch any of the Comic Con at home Q and A panels? Um, I didn't watch them. I've got links to them to watch at a later date but i never got around to watching them because i ended up being busy doing work and yeah that kind of stuff i ended up pilfering all the links and then putting them on from page screen.com if you look at the from page screen.com cinema there is (laughs) i think there's 37 38 panels that are Mm -hmm. on there so there's well not all of them but there is quite a hefty amount of panels on there but i checked a few of them out they're all right obviously people are going oh it's not the same as going well no but it was also free. So. It was free, yeah. You didn't have to go all the way across the other side of the world and you know spend thousands of pounds getting there with your flights and your hotels. You could sit at home and just mm-hmm. watch them for free. So I believe the phrase they were all looking for is, thank you very much, San Diego Comic-Con. Much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Hope your event is back in the real world in 2021, whenever 2021 is. I'm not quite but sure. But it would be really nice if a few of the panels, maybe they could continue to to live stream just so uh, those of us too poor or without um, the ability to get there or buy a ticket yep. you know, could, could watch some, they, some they do usually still put them online though i mean not mm. instant not instantly but you know this year not that many people watched them while they were live anyway so you know go figure but are you going to watch some of those there are a couple of star trek ones which there I'm are, sure will interest you. Star Trek, um, the Walking Dead panels, there was mm-hmm. um, quite a few um, of those that I'm interested in, especially with um, the new Walking Dead series um, set to premiere in October. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, excited about quite a few things. And we've got the whole one episode of The Walking Dead to look forward to this year, which will be an absolute treat. The beginning of October, we finally get the finale and then that's it till next year then. So, <laughs> you know, it's given me time to catch up on Fear the Walking Dead though. So I mm-hmm. just started season two of that. And I'm enjoying it, although it's kind of creepy because they're talking about sort of pandemics and epidemics and you think mm-hmm. it's kind of, this isn't fiction anymore. This is a little oh, no. bit real. They're, they're not really social distancing from the zombies yet, which, you know, would be a thing. I believe you would have yeah, to stay uh, two meters. Two meters. Um, yeah, and um fear the walking dead i think um is it the second to latest season it might be even the latest um season that i haven't seen yet has dropped uh finally on amazon now so um i'm hoping that's free 
when they say it's dropped and um, I can watch it. Seasons one to four are free on Amazon, but season five, which is on there, but isn't free yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe when season six comes out, they will. Mm-hmm. I think it's five. four that I haven't seen because last time I looked at Amazon, which was several months ago, that was paid. So um, I think it might be four I need to catch up on. So that's good news. If it's four free. is free because I had some of the Blu-rays and I only got season one and two. So I thought, I'm just going to check see if they're on Amazon. And they are. So what the heck did I buy the Blu-rays for? <laughs> go figure. I bought a new book. This one, which is, where's the camera? There we go. New Oliver Stone uh, biography, which Chasing the Light, which details his sort of push into Hollywood and mm-hmm. uh, up to and including Platoon. So oh. I'm looking forward to that. I'm a big Oliver Stone fan. He and I are best friends. Well, I say that mm-hmm. we were in the same room in Hall H. I knew he was there. <laughs> he didn't really know I was there, but you know, it's, it's more or less we're best friends. That's close enough, yeah. I also want this one, which is uh, written by Bob Iger who ran Disney for many, many years and I think still has a high senior role. He's the one that pretty much bought Lucasfilm and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. I've also got this one, which is about a lady called Sherry Lansing, who's a big Hollywood bigwig uh, over several decades. And finally, a big, big book, The Oliver Stone Experience, which is just massive and it's got all these really cool pictures and scripts and it weighs a ton. I was going to say, you know, uh, repetitive strain injury or something with that one if you uh, aren't reading it on a table. I can't read that book for quite a few months now because I've just lifted it up. It's kind of, (laughs) it's pulled the shoulder muscle a bit. So I will probably get in it to turn the pages or or something like that, I think. So what else have you been up to other than having a very weird Christmas in in July? Well, Christmas... Um, was amazing, and I recommend um, at least a monthly Christmas f- to everyone. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, you know, two maybe isn't enough. I, I kind of think one's enough. To be, in fact, no. one is twice as many as there should be. No, in my opinion, you know, any excuse yeah. to get, you know, the tinsel out. No, no, no decorations, presents. That's fine. Buying gifts, you know, <laughs> that's that's good. But any of the the party hats and the tinsel and the, the joyfulness no 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 it's uh you, you don't like the uh santa hats that no kind of stuff? no no, no. i i've um i got a lammy so you know he is not wearing a christmas hat i might add and uh, <laughs> i think he needs to come out of retirement I was gonna say, is, is lammy easter though or no he is universal he he doesn't celebrate any holidays yeah he is busy, works 365 days a year, although the last famous person he met was just after Lord of the Rings came out, really. In fact, I know he attended the first Sci-Fi Wales, I believe, and sat on the podium. So if you watch Experience in Comic-Con, Lamy is in there uh, quite a few times. IMDb credit and everything. I, I should probably do that at some point. Yeah. He, has, he has been in, he's actually been in two films. He's in the first Mimi film as well. Oh, so he does need an IMDb credit at some point. So if anybody's looking to represent Lamy uh, as a manager or an agent, go for it but uh, to be honest it's hard work mm-hmm. it's very very diva-ish uh, so yeah um uh, i did christmas um i worked i um played minecraft um I, there seemed to be a pattern during lockdown that you know um that there's lots of minecraft and um and working but um, yeah, I I seem to have fallen into a really nice um, work life balance now. You know, weekends seem to be um, back to being my own, and um, the week seems to be be for work. So yeah, I'm I'm happy about that. 
Um, I think, I, yeah, I, I think with my work-life balance, just so we'll, we'll keep all that together, when I'm not at work, I don't think about work. And then mm-hmm. what I find is when I'm at work, I also don't think about work. So I've managed to, <laughs> to equally. And then also when I'm at work, I don't want to be at work. Mm-hmm. And then and when I am at work, you can see where that's headed. It's pretty, yeah. it's a similar. So the, the balance has taken me quite a while to get there, but I think I've mastered it now. So I do like that balance. Mm. It's, uh, it works it's for me. Nice once, once you yes. get there, it's, it's lovely. Yeah. Um, so back, back to you. What else have you been up to? Yeah, so um, I've uh, I I spoke about the the Sci-Fi Wales arcade machine um, in in the last podcast, and uh, I thought it was time um, to plug it in and um, play on it again. So um, that was plugged in the other day, and uh, it's remained plugged in. And me and Addy have been playing. Um, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. So um, we've been really enjoying that. And what does she think of games like? Because that's obviously it's a retro game, isn't it? And people, mm. you know, kids nowadays are more, you know, uncharted. And if that doesn't look stupidly realistic, then, you know, obviously Minecraft's an exception. But what does she think of these old retro games? Oh, she seems to, uh, the, the arcade ones like that, she seems to really take to and really enjoy. Um, the other day, we, um, we've got, one of those, you know, the, the Super Nintendo Minis. Hmm. Um, we picked up one of those. Um, it's got like kind of 15, 16 odd games on there. And uh, that's now been kind of plugged in in a bedroom. So she's been playing on um, Donkey Kong Country and games such as that. And she's been really liking those as well. So I think she's getting into the, the retro side of things. And I actually think um, kind of growing up that way ourselves, where, you know, we went through hot, playing on the retro games i think that's a better introduction introduction to um gaming in general because you start off with like the controller with the two buttons uh, you know with the original um nintendo entertainment system and master system that kind of thing you move on to your super nintendo where you've got your four buttons and your left and your right and you gradually kind of progress until you're at the switch with 101 buttons or a vr where you have no mm. buttons and you're just near enough <laughs> falling over your couch which is always fun. But I've just written down uh, Donkey Kong Country because I didn't know that was on the Super Nintendo. I love playing Donkey Kong Country. Such oh, a good game. So I may actually, uh, I'm going to have a look around for uh, for the Donkey Kong Country Super NES mm-hmm. thing. Are they still stupidly hard to get or have you had yours for oh, a while? Yeah. The, the, the Super NES like kind of retro mini consoles, they're, they're, I think they're all right. We got it we pre-ordered when they first came out mm. and uh, that's when we picked ours up. Um, they're certainly a lot easier to get than original Super Nintendo cartridges. Yeah. Um, I, I always hope for some reason that, you know, every now and again, when I think about them and I check eBay, that for some reason they're going to have dropped down in price or somebody's put one on there for a, a couple of quid. It never happens. Um, so um, I, I've still got my... Um, original console collection with like kind of various games um but it doesn't seem to be growing unfortunately um i did um kind of going through things in the office the other day i i pulled out i've got a device called um a retrode okay and what this thing is is it's like a a a usb external hard drive um enclosure is is a great way to describe it but you can plug in 
retro games. So it's got a slot for um, Super Nintendo, for Sega Mega Drive, and then it comes. You can buy various add-ons for it. So you can buy um, one that plugs into the Super Nintendo slot that allows you to then plug in Nintendo 64 games. And um, it has the old controller ports for those. So if you've got the original controllers, you can also plug those in and literally play these um, old console games on your PC using an emulator, but it's using the physical game rather than um, kind of downloading an illegal ROM off the internet. Yeah. Um, And it also allows you, though, to open it up just like a hard drive and copy the game um, from the device onto your computer so again you can copy them all onto your computer for for backup purposes but also you can play them from your computer then using an emulator so i've got a folder on my desktop with all the games that i i legally own on there which you know allows me to jump on them without having to kind of hunt them out and you know blow for dust to try and get them working in the in the console and and all those lovely things that you remember from from owning um the classic so uh yeah i really like it it's a really good p- piece of kit what um, are, what are some of your favorite games that you you've got on that that you played um i you know for me things like um super mario on the super nintendo were, were always classics i think everybody's got fond memories of mario yeah. um i remember um as a kid um, I decided one day I'm going to play Super Mario and I'm going to keep going and get the highest score that I could possibly get. And um, I can't remember how many it was, but there was like kind of, it gets to a point where it's nine, 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 and it doesn't go up anymore. And I reached that point and I was very happy with myself. Nice. So, um, so something, so Mario, um, I, I like some of the um, the Star Trek games just because they're Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, the gameplay isn't that great um things like donkey kong country i absolutely love you know some of the, the later games uh, but i also love things like star fox um, okay yeah remember, I remember, star remember fox, the star yeah. fox games you know this kind of almost 3d world at the time that was the closest you could get to kind of 3d um so yeah but you know with 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 games you know i'll quite happily pick up any and you know um play around for 20 30 minutes and just have some fun with um with a bit of bit of retro gaming that's a similar time scale that i play games as well mm-hmm. it's probably around a half hour mark mm-hmm. so i am 70 70 into rise of the tomb raider which was the free game from playstation so i'm just mm-hmm. i've finished a single player campaign so i'm now running around collecting all the little bits of faff and just mopping mm-hmm. up all the uh, all the things, and then once I finish that, I'm going to restart Shadow of the Tomb Raider and try mm-hmm. and hundred percent that one as well. But uh, I'm trying to make sure that I play a little bit more video gaming rather than just go, "Hey, I've watched like 94 films this week and 412 <laughs> TV episodes. Let me just read the list out." So I'm I'm just trying to relax a bit more and catch mm-hmm. up on some of the games because I've got a lot on the PlayStation. But uh, yeah, I think Tomb, I- Tomb Raider is my current game of choice. I, I've got to say, um, you know, a lot of people in lockdown have been having trouble sleeping. I was one of them. And I'd be up to yeah. like kind of two, three in the morning, try and get some sleep and then wake up at like half six in the morning and that's it for the day and, you know, be like a zombie. Um, I found playing these games and which allows me to unwind has really helped. I'm, I'm mm. kind of sleeping again, which is great. 
I did it the other night where we, you know, we, we crashed and then Annette was out like a coma victim and I was awake. So I got up about midnight, went downstairs, had some food, uh, played Tomb Raider for like an hour and a half, came to bed, bang, out like a light. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the day after I said, oh, told Annette that I got up. She's like, oh, did I keep you awake? I'm like, no, I just couldn't sleep. And it's the sleep patterns for either your brain's going with something mm-hmm. and you, you're like, how do I solve this problem or whatever it is, uh, or... It's just typical lockdown. I can't sleep because I've no concept of what time it is. You know, we don't leave the house to go to work. We don't go out much to go shopping. We don't really, we're eating food, but we're not burning the energy off to tire mm-hmm. us out to go to sleep. So it's a lot of things like that. Yeah. At the minute. Um, so. You know, when, and like you say, for me, you know, even for shopping, we do all our shopping online. So there's... Same. You know, I don't want to risk going into the supermarkets with um, hundreds of people who don't recognize that, you know, COVID is a threat. No, it's all a big conspiracy. It doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in your mind. <laughs> it's crazy. It's in the hospital wards. That's where it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So have you watched any bits and pieces then? Have you watched TV shows? I have, mm-hmm. as I sneakily uh grab my phone just to, to to jog my memory this is the hard part this is the hard part of doing video isn't it i was explaining yeah. to john today i said you do it on audio it's well easy you do it on video you you don't want to go let me just read the, uh, this piece of paper that i've got over here type thing it's quite difficult so uh from memory of course not from the phone that you've just yeah not from the phone that's no, in front of me just off screen yes um i've uh, i've been watching um, a great series on Netflix, which is called Beyond Scared Straight. Okay. Um, what they do, it's um, it's in America, and you've got kind of troubled teens. And when I say teens, kids ranging probably from about the age of 11 up to, I think, about 17. Yeah. Um, I'm writing all, that down because that sounds quite interesting. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, all in... Um, you know, all got into trouble for some reason or other, drug taking, um, stealing, um, beating up sisters, brothers, parents, um, lots of things. And um, American kind of um, jails now, um, prisons, have um, started um, programs to try and scare kids straight. Okay. So the parents kind of sign a waiver. Some of them say that they can stay overnight. Some of them, it's just, uh, just for the day. And, um, these kids go in and they're, um, put in the jumpsuit. They're kind of marched through, um, the jail The you've got the, um, the prison guards kind of shouting at them, telling them to do press ups and um, run up and down and, and various things. You've got them then taken into um, to kind of meet actual prisoners, but the prisoners are, are allowed to kind of um, scare them. I don't know if, um, yeah. if beforehand they go, look, if you, if you do this for us, you're going to get kind of extra time outside in the yard. So, you know, just, just help us out. Something must go on there. There must be, uh, you know, we'll give you an extra plate of food or, or something. I'm also hoping some limits are set because some of these kids could get traumatized in the showers. If you know oh, I mean. oh, no, no, they, they, they are never left alone with the guards. Um, the, there's, 
and with not with the, with the business. The, the, yeah. no, offense, no offense to the guards, <laughs> you're all wonderful. Yeah. Um, the 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 guards are always there. There's always a guard kind of shadowing them, but you've got these prisoners kind of say, you know, give me your shoes, give me your shoes, and like taking people, you know, kids' shoes. And um, at one point, one of the jails, which we'd never seen before, took them into the actual kind of jail part itself, allocated themselves sent them to the cells whilst um, the guards were in there. The other prisoners were kind of made to stand next to a wall and then shut, shut the doors and locked them. So they were in their cells, but then the guards left and the prisoners were allowed out. So these prisoners are at the doors and they don't have glass in the doors. They're just empty. I suppose so they can't hurt themselves, kind of break the glass and use as yeah. weapons. So you've got these guards reaching through the, the door, the doors saying to the kids come here give me your shoes and really kind of you know you've got kids that are just complying and listening you've got others that are ignoring them um it's it's really fascinating but the best part about that particular episode is two of the inmates they're literally pulling on this door and at one point they managed to pull it open so all of these inmates start running for that cell in with this kid who's been He's actually one of the cheeky ones. Yeah. And um, the guard um, l- looking out ends up in the kind of the enclosure with, I presume it's like a rubber bulleted gun shooting against the wall and ordering everybody down on the ground. <laughs> Is it wrong of um, me that I want to watch it just to, uh, you know, see some of the kids crying? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you, you do and and the great thing about it is you've got these kids who go you know i'm not going to cry you know crying's uh, what babies do and they're in there for five minutes and they're they're blubbering tears running down their face and don't know what to do with themselves and then you've got the other ones who uh you know they think they're tough and they kind of manage you know half half of the program until you know they get you know completely beat down mentally and um finally crack you've got one one girl goes in there and her her mother's been in prison before in that particular prison and um when she's getting picked on by some of the inmates decides that you know i'm gonna drop my mum's prison name and say that's my my mum so you know you shouldn't mess with me because her mum must have been quite a figure in there and one of the inmates really goes off on it and says you know i don't care who your mum is you know tell your mum that i'm not scared of her and i can bully her little girl and because the prisoner will have known that the mum obviously signed off on the kid coming in and that's Mm -hmm. the thing from a contestant's point of view so to speak it's like if you got taken in there you would know that you're not going to get killed or stabbed mm-hmm. or something. So it's interesting. Oh, it will be interesting to see how they react. Because if me and you were in there, we'd go, "Yeah, all right." And I know yeah. this. I know this is a setup. I mm-hmm. know that I'm safe because there's always a guard here and, and stuff like that. But uh, I do find stuff like that very fascinating as a human experiment watching. And I think it does work better with the younger kids because you see, like, kind of the eleven, twelve-year-olds going in, and they're really scared, and they probably break first. And then you've got kind of the cocky seventeen-year-old who goes in there, and it mm. takes a lot longer. It finally does happen. Yeah. Um, part of it's probably down to fatigue because, um, you know, there's there's one particular episode where there's um, a particular particular tough girl who just won't back down, won't comply, and instead of letting her sleep every half hour they're in in a cell kind of 
shouting, make, making sure she's woken back up. Right, come out your cell. Right, do some press-ups. Run up and down so many times. Right, you lie back into your cell. Half an hour later, back in again. And I suppose that whole combination of being shouted at, the fatigue, it finally takes its toll. And finally, she starts to listen and do as she's told. Because you know yourself if you get really, really tired, as in beyond the I need to go to sleep tired, you do get kind of cranky. You know, oh, yeah. oh, shut up, you know, that sort of, leave me alone, I'm tired, I haven't got the patience to put that <laughs> bravado up and, and be all yeah. social and stuff. So. That's what, yeah, it, you know, part of it's like, fair enough, I'll do what you say just so I can get some sleep. Yeah, hmm. pretty much so. Uh, was that Beyond Scared Straight on Netflix? Yeah, it's 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 a great thing to watch, you know, it, it gives you a great insight to the, the prison system as well. And, you know, it, it, from the, re, you know, to give these prisoners some respect, you know, they're, they're doing it to help the kids stay out as well because, you know, they'll admit themselves um, they were stupid for being in there. Some of the some of the people in prison themselves had been on this program and said, I wish I'd listened to it, but now I've ended up in here. Mm-hmm. I shall check that out. So what else you got to add to um, my list I've, of shows to watch? I've watched um, Down to Earth with Zac Efron, again, on the okay. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Movie um, or series? Movie, I'm guessing? It's a series. Okay. Um, I thought it was it was going to be a lot different than it is. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect, but I thought, right, it's Zac Efron. It'll be some kind of, um, you know, fictional series. It's not. Zac Efron has um, become eco-conscious. He met um, this guy um, a couple of years back um, who is very eco-conscious. You know, he's a vegan. Um, he's all about kind of renewable energy and, um, you know, treating the world with respect and, you know, getting rid of um, single-use plastic and all the other things that that we worry about in today's society. And um, they're literally going different places around the world looking at how how they do things. So um, I think one of them is, is it Iceland they visit where it's 100% renewable energy, the whole country is run on so they see kind of um how they harness um all the energy that the earth providing from um the tectonic plates underneath um you know they get to go to this factory go deep underground look at how things work um you know to the point where because it's a volcanic country um they eat bread that's being cooped underneath this um kind of red hot sandy beach um and then they have eggs with it that are boiled in a little pool of water above um, the sand. And yeah, they just visit kind of amazing places. They go to um, Paris where um, free water is available for all, um, just from various um, taps dotted around the city. Mm. Um, Even again, to the point where it's not just still water, there's sparkling water available as well. Um, uh, The water, the, the water system there was taken over by um, the government um, several years ago. And they decided they, like I say, they wanted water accessible to everybody. Even if you are homeless on the streets, you can go and access clean, fresh water. Um, and it's, it's amazing to, to watch. They don't use like chemicals um, such as chlorine infiltration. They use um, natural methods where they pump um, oxygen, um, a huge amount of oxygen into the water. They see the plants and all the bubbles kind of going up in this water and that does the same thing and then it, it gets passed through ultraviolet light and various other thing 
um, ways of cleansing the water so they don't have to use harsh chemicals. Um, and it's just a fascinating series. And, and like I say, with Zac Efron, I just turned it on because it was recommended to me just to see what the show was. I never expected it to be an eco show, but it's a really good show. It's worth watching. Is there anything you've you've seen in that? Or do you know what? can start doing that or because i mean obviously it's not easy to have free water everywhere that's not something that's no. really doable but it's, any little ideas that you've got from it um i th- there's ideas you know I, I you know i always try and recycle we you know if you look at our street we've got more recycling every week than everybody else um i see that we consume more than everybody else or we're, we're just better at doing it um the you know it makes you want to take care of things and it makes me you know think think more than anything and and i think when it comes to being able to think and we watch it with addy um you know if if that's your way of um looking at it and that's your outlook on on life it then you can make a change in society if more people kind of watch these shows and start thinking the same way when it comes to voting for things or voting for certain parties doing things you can vote in a way that means you're going to get these kind of green initiatives you know the the 100 percent um you know renewable energy that the country um which i say um, i think was iceland was yeah. is run on is absolutely amazing that you know even um when their energy is produced um there, there is um, gases that, that are produced, but instead of it going into the atmosphere, they're pumped back underground and they crystallize. And then they were showing you kind of like these these kind of crystals that, that were crystallized gas by kind of being pumped back. At, so nothing was going into the atmosphere. And it just it, it opens your eyes and it d- does make you think, you know, why aren't, isn't more money being spent on this? You know, if one country can do it, you yeah. know, every country could do it, I'm sure um you know the 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 water i think is a great idea um and i think you know more could be done again in countries like ours um but obviously i'm not in a position at this point in time to make make that change but it it's definitely opened my eyes so down to earth mm. netflix also netflix as well Some okay really so good shows definitely netflix. netflix is doing quite well this week then mm-hmm. so yep anything else any 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 more Netflix or any different streaming platforms? I don't um, care. It wasn't. It wasn't Netflix. Um, it was Disney Plus. Um, Ooh, gave, us our, gave us our gave um, us double bill. Okay. Movies for uh, for last Saturday's movie night. Okay. So what did you watch? Um, with Christmas coming up, we watched <laughs> okay. Home Alone one and Home Alone two. Okay. Good films. Yep. I, I have to say, you know, Home Alone. They they're definitely up there on my list of Christmas movies. I mm. you know really have always enjoyed the Home Alone films, but I watched Home Alone one especially and number two not so much but still very good. But number one, I watched it trying to be critical of the movie as it as it went through, and I have to say there really isn't a moment where I go this is a bit dull. I'm waiting for the next kind of bit. That the whole movie is kind mm. of packed with with kind of. Um, pleasurable viewing um it, it really is good because even with, with home alone even on the scenes where it's not the tom and jerry type you know coyote mm-hmm. roadrunner sort of stuff it's still charming to watch mm-hmm. it's still and it's, it's definitely one of colkin's best films i think 
Yeah. He had a, a really good career and then he went away for a little bit and I think he's sort of skirting around the indie film world now. So he's, mm-hmm. he's still making movies, but uh, yeah, Home Alone 1's good. Home Alone 2, I've seen a few times, but not as many times as Home Alone 1 for some reason. I think you always go mm-hmm. back to the original one. And I yeah, think you've obviously, think- you've got to suspend a disbelief about how violent that is and the fact that Joe mm-hmm. Pesci would be dead and Daniel Stern <laughs> would be dead. But there is on um, Netflix, I think we've talked about this before, the movies that made us. Have you watched that? Um, no, I haven't. It's on Netflix and it's the movies that made us. And it's about six episodes, mm-hmm. I think. And it's one film per episode. And one of them is about Home Alone. And it goes oh. into the making of it. And it's things that you probably don't know you know, you think, oh, I know all the facts. And there's one about mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. I know all that. I know all the Ghostbusters facts. But you don't. So you mm-hmm. there's Ghostbusters, there's Home Alone, there's Dirty Dancing, which is still good, even if you're not a fan of the film. I love and the film. And I can't remember the other ones, but it's definitely it's a series worth watching. So that's another tick for Netflix, I'm guessing. So I will take Great. your Disney Plus and I'll throw Netflix right back at you with the movies well, that made us. Netflix really are coming up with some um, kind of either good reality or good um, documentaries or, you know, type programs at the moment, Um, which um, is nice to see because it it was always something that I'd probably steer away from the documentary side of things. But um, but recently I've been really enjoying them. So I have. So uh, Amazon's hit and miss with documentaries. Mm. There's a lot of decent ones, but there's a lot of really bad ones. So you'll click on one and go, that looks really interesting. Yeah, and the quality of it's shocking. So um, Amazon, yeah. I wish there was more making of movie documentaries out there. There's not, there's not mm. really, I think Disney Plus is probably the best one for that with the one about the props, with mm-hmm. uh, the behind the scenes look at the Mandalorian and all that sort of stuff. So when I need a documentary, I'll head mm. to the world of Disney. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you have viewed? I mean, you've probably run laps around Bob. He's probably not seen <laughs> a tenth of the, the films you've seen. So who knows? Well, there's nothing, you know, obviously I've watched um, the Star Trek Voyages and um, um, I've watched um, a few episodes of um, the Orville that I'd seen before, mm-hmm. um, but, but nothing really um, that, you know, I haven't spoke about a hundred times before, um, but I am excited. Um, have you seen them um, talking still about um, Netflix that um, Netflix have released a teaser for their new Jurassic Park animated series? I have not. And I didn't even know there was a Jurassic Park animated miniseries. I'm, I'm well behind on trailers. What? Well, if you, you check out Sci-Fi News UK on Twitter, mm-hmm. Then uh, I've posted the the trailer there already, um, but yeah, it's obviously made for for kids. I think um, you know they're they're trying to capture um, the the children audience. I think a lot of shows are trying to do that at the moment. You've got Star Trek coming out with an animated show on Nickelodeon. Um, that, that again that looks is this Lord Dex? No, is it a different one? Is it okay? Um, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, it is Lord, yeah, Lord Dex. That yeah. kind of looks. I've yeah. seen some of the animation on that. It looks a little bit strange. Yeah, it's, oh, no. you know, I'll, I'll obviously check it out with Addy, but um, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to uh, enjoy it or not. But um, It ain't no Picard, is it? You know, no. No. Um, unless there's lots of androids. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the Jurassic Park um, series set on um, the original island um, and 
it's um, some kind of Jurassic Park camp for for teens, okay. and I'm presuming something's going to go wrong, and and no. these teens are going to have to no. figure something out. The teens are going to go, and they're going to be camping, and they're going to go, oh look, a dinosaur, and then they're going to go to sleep and tell stories like a ghost story, right? And then they'll go home, and it will be the best vacation ever. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that is that season one right there. They're all going to have a great time and nothing will go wrong. Stop being so negative, Rob. It's all going to be all going to go wonderfully. What should make it even better is um, Spielberg's been involved in it as well. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum, we need him in. Could you imagine an animated mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum? I would watch that. <laughs> you know, animation will find a way. That's all I'm saying for that one. So. Um, but yeah, so Annette and I have been working. We did a big screen projector month thing. Can't quite work out what to call that. It was just watching lots of movies. Uh, the final movie was Saving Private Ryan, which was just good film, amazing. Uh, I think we ended up watching maybe 17, 18 films, I think, on the big screen over, you know, over that sort of three, four week period. And then we were going back to work, so it's like, well, we need a theme for next month. We've got to have one. So Annette decided on pilot TV episodes of shows we've never seen. Now, there are a couple oh, of right. crept in of shows that I have seen, but she's not seen them. So, so she far, we watched... Uh, El Dorado is queued up and ready to go. Watch that. Uh, <laughs> that, that James Brolin classic, Hotel, which was great. Love Boat. Um, so, you know, the, the classics. But no, we started off with a BBC show called Bodyguard, which was a mm-hmm. big hit earlier on in the year or last year or whatever year that was on. It's a three-part thing. It's all uh, murders and spies and intrigue, and that's that's worth watching. So that is what's on. I've actually had to write down what streaming platforms they're on because they're all over the place, uh, and I'm looking away from the camera. Hello. That's on Netflix. So starring on Netflix again. St- starring Richard Madden, uh, who was mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones. He was one of the... You know, no spoilers for Game of Thrones, but it wasn't in in the finale, shall we say? So we watched Bodyguard. Then this is another Netflix show. Yay, Netflix! Uh, Line of Duty, which I have okay. seen all of season one, and that is another British show. It stars Morgan from The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. but obviously with his British accent because that's where he's from, and that's all about police corruption and crazy mm-hmm. goings on. So. Um, Annette was watching that one. She's like, oh, I don't know. Ooh, and the sort of hook got her, and she really wants to watch the next one. But I've seen all the six episodes of season one, so I'm good on that. Then we watched Killing Eve. Have you heard of Killing Eve? I've watched the first few episodes, and I'm raring for more. Really? We watched the first episode, and we lasted about 20 minutes, and we're like, ah, we're out. Because I, I think I, with Killing Eve... Watch a couple of episodes of Celebrity Gogglebox, which is something we'll watch at night, me and Nicole, just to kind of pass the time and have a giggle. And when you see the Killing Eve episodes, even though it it obviously gives away spoilers because you haven't watched it, there's some really good episodes as it it kind of goes down the line. It's got such a cult following. Mm. And um, I have to say, in my day job, I uh, had the pleasure of making one of the props used in the show um so uh that's a, a claim to fame uh for me and you can see that on screen that prop you can indeed that is very very cool what is the prop can you say what it is i can um uh i as you know work with teddy bears in my in my mm-hmm. day job um and in one of the uh 
Killing Eve, in the latest season of Killing Eve, there's um, an episode where um, they, well, the the evil villanelle is in um, a Build-A-Bear style shop. Okay. So everybody knows the format, you know, you pick your bear, you can record a message and all that kind of stuff. So she picks a bear to make and records a message for um for eve and and sends this bear off so obviously they, that's they're just plain bears and and they came from where i worked but there's an episode before that where they're in a um a london um tourist shop and this um this there's a little selection of um british bulldogs um teddy bears mm-hmm. with um custom um union jack flag t-shirts and i made those union jack flag nice. t-shirts so uh pretty cool you know i handled them i pressed them i made them you know put them together and sent them on their merry way so and now they're on their bbc iplayer so you can watch that they are so but with killing eve it was like i like the storyline of it so you mm-hmm. know mi5 and ooh, what's going on but the the comedy for me, the mm-hmm. comedy and the serious story, just, it was odd. The, the comedy was like, oh my God, it's the sort of comedy, if you watch that in a show, you'd be laughing your head off because it's a comedy. But mm-hmm. it, it the sort of blend with the seriousness of it just messed with our head and we're like, I don't know what sort of show this is. We're out. Mm-hmm. So we put that put a little tick in the nail box, unfortunately, on yeah. that one for now. But we watched that. We also watched uh, National Treasure, not the Nicolas Cage film, but this is a mini series that stars Robbie Coltrane which was on, uh, I think, a couple of years ago. Where he Any relation played, to the film or not? No relation whatsoever. No. He plays uh, an actor called, or a comedian called Paul, who's very, very famous, sort of, you know, you couldn't walk down the street without people going, hey, it's him, and he has a catchphrase and all that sort of stuff. And he, there's a knock at the door one day, and it's the police, and they are arresting him on, uh, on rape charges. Oh. So it's about how his entire career is potentially going to collapse. And watching the show, it's one of those where you go, did he? Did he do it? I, do you think he did? Do you think he didn't? So there's indicators either way, because it's like I was watching it, uh, yeah. and it, and it was like, I think he did. And I'm watching it going, mm, I don't know, I'm not convinced. So it's one of those where we'll probably find out, and then uh, one of us will feel really duped, because we, you know, but surely you won't find out because that would just spoil the series. So they, they'll just be about to tell you and then something will happen. And you'll it. have to tune in for, for next season. And then there probably will never be a next season. We will <laughs> never, ever know. So Never that, find out. That is on all four, so which is a Channel oh. 4 uh, demand thing. It's on free there, so you can uh, you can go get that one. Also, so, Gogglebox available on all four as well. Gogglebox is available on all four. <laughs> uh, we went back to Netflix and there is a TV show called Maniac. Mm-hmm. which is uh, starring Jonah Hill, who used to, used to be quite a big guy, super bad. He has slimmed down something, Ron. Because he's, uh, Annette looked at him, she went, he's, he's really slim. And I'm like, is that the Jonah? It looks very different. So uh, he's been working out at a gym, that guy. He's been, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's been busy. But, uh, and I think he's lost some of his humor because he looked like a proper character, <laughs> whereas now he just looks like everybody else of, of that age. Mm-hmm. But it was, we gave up on that within about 15, 20 minutes. It was just too weird. 
I can't even explain what the show is about. Apparently, the pitch is, let me have a look. The pitch is, two strangers are drawn to a mysterious pharmaceutical trial for a drug that will, they're assured, with no complications or side effects whatsoever, solve all of their problems permanently. Things do not go as planned. We didn't even get to that part. Maybe that's maybe that's the the kind of the, the thing about the uh, the TV series. Maybe it's a weight loss pill. That's the problem he wanted solving. Possibly, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> maybe there'll be a flashback when he's big, and then he's, he trims down and whatnot. But it was just too surreal. I don't mind weird, futuristic mm-hmm. shows, but we had no idea what was going on, when it was set, who that person was, and I'm sure it would explain it at some point. But sometimes, if I've got to work to get into a show. I'm all right. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm not, I'm not in the mood for that. So we, we yeah. put a little no on that one. Uh, back to BBC iPlayer. So BBC iPlayer doing quite well there. Normal People. Are you familiar with that show? Um, tell me the, uh, give me the uh, synopsis. and It's kind of like uh, in between us, but not as much comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, sex Education which is, mm-hmm. if you've not seen that show on Netflix, that is... I've seen the first episode. That's so funny. So it's kind of like that. So it's high school or college kids, and it's just sort of their chemistry with each other. But the the actors and the actresses in the main roles... You know when you watch a show and you go, I'm in, mm-hmm. and within five minutes you go, All right, I'm just going to keep watching this. Sometimes you can go the other way where you're like, I'm out, like Killing Eve. Mm-hmm. But normal people just seems to have a lot of charm and the, yeah. the right sort of realistic humour like we have uh, in the show. So they're about mm-hmm. half hour each. So I would, uh, okay. I would check that out, normal people. And then the final one we watched today, BBC iPlayer are doing quite well. Again, uh, Devs. Are you familiar with ah. Devs? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. You would like Devs. Mm-hmm. You would like. It's written by Alex Garland, who did Ex Machina, and who has uh, worked in some of the 28 Days Later movies and the, the writing side of things and it is a it's set in the future but we don't know when and it's all about i mean we've only watched the pilot so it's not like oh this is what the whole series is about we're, we're judging it purely off the pilot and it is about this weird sort of scientific thing that's going on inside this little uh, secret hub of computer engineers and then something happens to one of them and then somebody outside is trying to work out what is going on absolutely stunning looking show and we were watching it going this isn't a no this is not a it's not a, oh my god i need to watch the next one now but this I, I can't switch it off i need to keep watching it to the end of this episode and then we got to the end and we're like i think we'll keep watching that so it's it's a slow burning show but it's very very good and that's free on bbc iplayer sounds good uh, and on Shudder, got to give Shudder a shout out. I finally mm-hmm. finished the second season of Wolf Creek. Great show. Wolf Creek is is just, I love that show. It's brutal. It's not, not an Addy show. Don't watch it with children or anybody who's squeamish, but it's such a good series. Last two seasons, I don't know if it's coming back or not. I don't think it is, but uh, I've enjoyed watching that. So, And then I've started re-watching Fear the Walking Dead which I've just started season two, which I've seen a lot of the season two ones before. So I remember, I remember the boat and people that show up on the boat and all that sort of stuff. But I'm looking forward to just powering through. And then mm-hmm. by the time I catch up with those, it will probably be time to watch uh, Walking Dead World Beyond or whatever it's called mm-hmm. in October. So do we know if we're going to get a full season of the World Beyond or is, have they just shot a pilot or something? I'm sure it's going to be a full season. Hmm. I hope so. 
Yeah, the, I think with The Walking Dead, they're usually pretty confident on uh, how things uh, are going to go with it. You know, there's there's been a lot of people who obviously t- tuned in to the original Walking Dead and dropped off through the years, um, but there's sufficient numbers to keep it going and keep it going very strongly. So uh, I think Will Beyond um, is just going to be greenlit for the first season and um, off off we go. I have just clicked, and this is our new test on Zoom. I have just clicked the invite button to bring in Bob. Ooh. So um, he has entered. He has entered a waiting room. This is all still wonderful. That sound like Boris Johnson, and this is all still wonderfully, wonderfully early technology for us, and we will get through it. Oh my god! I, I just, I just love how um, you know you've clicked the button. Bob's entered the waiting room, and you're sitting there in a, a t-shirt that says Skynet, isn't it? Because <laughs> I'm quite. I was explaining to John Fouts about this this test that we're doing with uh, with Zoom and stuff, and. I said to him, I said, have you got Zoom? And he went, I've got it on my phone. I'm like, I'm not doing that to you. I'm not having you there for an hour and a half holding, holding your phone up because I know what exactly what it would be like if I did it. And I thought, no, we'll just do Skype. So I think in the meantime, I think there will be a, a, a bit of a mixture between um, audio and audio video and stuff like that. So that's, uh, mm-hmm. But so far, I'm enjoying it. So far, I don't know where Bob is. But I'm here. <laughs> hey, here he is. Bob! Hello! <laughs> nice to see you, sir. Ah, rocking that beard, sir. Much Thank you very much. Thank you. Love it. Suit you. <laughs> it's like the beard clan, isn't it? We all got. Uh, Rob was yeah. definitely. You, I mean, you saw his last week. That was yeah. whoa. That was that, a, that was my haggard look. That was that was your uh, your haggard look. I think possibly. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you've managed to find a home this week, Rob, and you're not selling big issues anymore. That's uh, that's good. <laughs> so, Bob, what are you drinking? Is that is that a diet Pepsi, perhaps, or is that a Guinness whiskey? I hope not. It's a oh. full glass he's drinking. <laughs> that's the whiskey. <laughs> this one's a, a milk stout. I've got a a pudding milk stout. Putting, Five liters thereof. Oh my god, that's impressive. <laughs> so, it's tasty as well. <laughs> we've been having a good old catch up. Uh, so far, so good with the Zoom thing. So uh, Rob had his July Christmas yesterday, but you know, <laughs> I think, through the year, I, I think we'll all agree that's quite odd. But you know, I've got a hat for you, Bob. Each to their oh, own. Oh, excellent. Can, can you put it on the, the video here? Just. Yeah. <laughs> Like that. Put it put it over your camera, Rob, and block out <laughs> and block out that Christmas. So hey, uh, nothing wrong with celebrating Christmas in July. Thank oh, you. It's now the thing is, are you going to celebrate it again in December? Of course. Of course. Why? You're, you're just, why not? More presents. <laughs> you're just yes. jealous. Yeah, let's go with that. You know. Yeah. Let's go. Power Rangers pops. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so Bob, you could be jealous as well because Rob has got very limited edition because, you know, why would they make so many of them? Uh, Power <laughs> Ranger pop figures. Hey, not bad, not bad. How many in the series? And have you got them all? No. There's nine in the series. I've got the um, the six Power Ranger characters. I just haven't got kind of the the evil Re- Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed and, and that kind of thing. So I got, I got given the, uh, the the main Power Ranger cast. Um, so uh, you know you can't argue with that. No, no, no. Have you got the pop figure of the? Like. Have you got the pop figure for the wonderful person that decided they were going to cancel the series? Because I think that is probably that I might collect that one. 
can, can I say that Power Rangers is still going to this day and still being made? So um, get your facts right, Stuart. Are they? People are still, what, they're actually still making the show? <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, you've gone through um, various um, different cast members because you've well, got obviously. like Power Rangers, the, the normal Power Rangers, Power Rangers, um, Dino Charge, Power Rangers, um, Ninja Steel, and various, various yeah, when, others. Lots of different they pull Power the powers, Rangers. They all go into different kind of things, don't yeah, they? Exactly. You know, Megazord and, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. Wow. And is anybody watching these series or just yourself? Oh, they must well, be, well, otherwise me, they wouldn't be making them. So there's at least two offers. <laughs> <laughs> Got a high, high viewership in Wales. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, the goats. That's why they're, uh, the goats are going around to Rob's house to stare through the window and, oh. uh, and, and watch Power Rangers. <laughs> so the, the goats in Wales movie, it will happen at some point. We don't know when. <laughs> we don't know when, but I suspect at some point there will be maybe a short film but uh, there are plans to actually do the Goats in Wales movie. That's just a working title. We're not quite sure what to call it yet. So Sounds you know, good to me. Who knows? So what have you been up to, Bob, other than drinking whiskey and milk stout, whatever that is? Well, basically, uh, over the last week, I've had Emily here. Uh, basically, she's on school holidays, so uh, I picked her up last Friday. and uh, So we've been over, and we've been playing games, doing various things, you know, eating lots of food. Um, she's 12, 13 on her next birthday. I think she's been putting in the practice for becoming a teenager. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, we need to know. Seriously, it, it is a thing. It is a thing. And when I tell Annette that story, she will laugh her head off because it, it happened exactly to her daughter as well. Well, this is it. It's nothing on the attitude side. Yeah. It's just she sleeps for England now. <laughs> it's like, what time is it? <laughs> Three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, my God, why are you waking me this well, early? <laughs> normally, it's a case of when she's over, I'd normally go up and you know, kind of check on her at eight in the morning, uh, which is normally I'm going in and she's awake. Mm-hmm. One of these mornings, I actually had to wake her up at 10 to 11. Otherwise, <laughs> she wouldn't have had breakfast. So, yeah, she was well away off. You know, sleeping, and this happened most of the mornings this week. Uh, I've, you know, we made an agreement to start with of, right, instead of checking on you at eight, I'll check on you at nine, and you know, kind of if you're still asleep, I'll let you sleep till ten. And like I say, a few times it's gone close to eleven. <laughs> and what time is she crashing at night? Yeah, I plead the fifth. Okay. So yeah. um, <laughs> she's on school holiday. So let's just say I've let her sl- stay up a bit later than she would normally. So about quarter to nine, something like that. Yeah, a bit later than that. But, okay, yeah. but, like, but it, it, ten to ten nine. Two. It's fine. Yeah, ten yeah. to. I mean, nine. let's put it this way: if she slept in till ten, she's having over twelve hours sleep. Well, she's obviously mm-hmm. tired. So that yeah. Uh, well, like Minecraft well, this, yeah, is kind of exhausting. Her. It's one of those things. It's a case of you kind of. Uh, have you slept okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're thinking, if you sleep until this time, are, are you not getting a good night's sleep? Are you disturbing or something? Because I know, kind of, I mean, Rob will probably get this. Mm-hmm. Um, living near the seaside, the ghouls can be bloody loud. Oh, because <laughs> you, you've got all that faff now, haven't you? You've moved yeah. to the seaside. How have you adapted to noise levels? I'm okay, because I'm not in the attic. Right. Oh, they'll 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 tap dance on the the roof and stuff. Oh yeah, a couple oh of yeah. Times. 
she's basically had those where, like you say, she's mentioned it's a case. Of, oh yeah, they had a really good tap dance, and other times it's a case of yeah, those seagulls are telling jokes again because they're all laughing. Oh no, <laughs> you kind of get used to. It. I remember when we moved down to oh, North, yeah. Northampton, it was so quiet, and then yeah, now the first it, few weeks yeah, and what have you, it's a total weird. yeah. But then, like you say, you just get used to it, and you know it becomes the norm. Yeah. I mean, like you say, Rob will have had the same moving down from where he did to mm-hmm. where he is now. You know, it's it's not just the upheaval of moving. It's the air is different. Mm-hmm. Like you say, the, the local, f- you know, fauna, you know, be it goats or gulls. Yeah. There you go. Your your problems have been brought to you by the letter G. That was. <laughs> Before we were going through all the things Rob had watched, I think they were brought to us by Netflix. So no. it's nice to have goats and gulls. Uh, something a little bit different. Oh. So, so yeah, um, we did have one kind of rather fun one. Um, I mean, both of you will ap- appreciate this one. We've got a Tuppany Arcade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. So basically it's a case of um, on Thursday we went, we decided, you know, we're going to go there and just risk it, you know, masks on and everything. So, but, and it was blooming warm in there as well. Mm. But, like I say, we put a few quid in on, you know, like the Tupney things. And it's one of those where, as you know, you end up normally winning tickets and you've got to count them all up at the end. Yeah. And on virtually the last do that I did on one of the machines, I hit the jackpot with a 500 ticket payout. Nice. <laughs> That's impressive. So, yeah, basically Emily came away with uh, a lot of stuff that day. So. <laughs> You know, including the things that dropped on the, you know, the Tupney Falls. Yeah, like key rings. And we, we're, uh, yeah. we're, we're decluttering our house at the minute just because, you know, <laughs> why wouldn't you? The amount of stuff that people accumulate is insane. Yeah. So we've decided, right, we're going to start decluttering and boxing mm. things up and all that sort of stuff. And we threw out like a full box of key rings because we're like, we've won all these in Tupney slots, but what's the point? Yeah. How many key rings does, does somebody need? So we just <laughs> bin them all. And we're like, we don't it's need It's dead them. easy. Basically, pass them via Annette. Yep. Grandchildren fodder. Well, we should did that as well, but yeah. you know, uh, give as many as you can away. Yeah, we did. I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we finished our Blu-ray. Uh, oh, yeah. Big big screen thing. The, the final film was Saving Private Ryan. The film before that was Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. Oh, nice. So, uh, there is quite a few that you passed on to me that I do want to watch. Like, I want to watch the Mission Impossible films and stuff on the big screen. Yes. But one of the <laughs> treats that I had was watching Close Encounters of the Third Kind on the big screen. And then obviously it was, it was like, which version do you watch? So I opted for the director's cut, which was the hybrid Ooh. of the special edition and the theatrical. But I, I would love to be able to one day just edit them all together and have like a stupidly long version with all the footage in. But, you know. I don't have the technology and uh, I don't have the time. So, Well, I'm waiting for um, the delivery of that one that you put me on to. Split second. Yes. 101 yes. films, special edition. There's a whole bunch. It's like six hours worth of special features on that, apparently, including a Japanese oh, work print, I believe. Yeah. Apparently, it's been dispatched. So hopefully tomorrow stroke Monday. Nice. And if it is tomorrow... I guess I know what I'm doing tomorrow night. Watching Split Second. <laughs> and then message, messaging me saying it's a very good set. I would highly recommend yeah. it. So will I spend well, the- I won't just be recommending it. I'll pass it on once. So right, if it actually- works, and I'll watch it on the big <laughs> You'll screen. You'll watch all the extras. <laughs> I will do. I tend to look at stuff like that. It's like, I like the film, but what extras are on it? Let me have a look. Yeah. 
That's why I don't tend to buy digital. Because well, you, you miss out I mean, with, with a film like that, we've seen the film before. Okay, mm. yeah, it's a better kind of, you know, cut of it, if you would. Yeah. But the main thing is all the extras that they put on. Yeah. You know, as well. Yeah. You know, watching it in slightly higher def, you know, better, cleaner cut, mm. yes. Yeah. But as well, like you say, you know, kind of director's Extras. commentaries and yeah, Comment- everything like that. Commentaries, I've started listening to a lot of those again. But uh, So once yeah. we watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind, I'm like, right, now I need to watch the two the two hour make it of. So we sat and watched yeah. that as well because it, uh, it was very cool watching that on the big screen. So uh, thank you very much. As an added thing, the computer is now happy. The one, the, yeah, you know, the, you the, sorted. the new one. It was a case yeah. of, you know, a crap wireless adapter in there. I'd found a yeah. little adapter... You know, tea USB thing. One. I found it, which was weird because I hadn't used it for like four years. And, I knew ex- <laughs> and it's weird. I went, I think I know where it is. And I went straight in the room, picked it up within seconds. Wow. So I, for some reason, I knew where it was. Put it in, bang, stupidly fast upload. So I went on to Amazon. Sweet. Uh, other shopping sites are available. And, <laughs> and ordered two new ones. So, because yeah. this thing's like 2016 or whatever. So I'm like, you know, I'll get a new one for like seven quid, and also a ten meter right. Ethernet cable. Ethernet cable, yeah. To, to plug hers in downstairs because, uh, yeah, yeah, that was not a fun day yesterday, faffing around with that PC. No. You should literally. I mean, you imagine it. So, so basically, to cut long story short, bought a new PC uh, for a net, took it out of the box, plugged it in, did updates. Internet was stupidly slow, but we know for a fact that our internet's very fast, and so there was all that stuff. I spent seven or eight hours trying to get this thing working. Ended up just failing miserably because I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. But can you imagine, like, computers should be, you take it out of the box, you plug it in. Plug and play. Connect to your internet, you're up and running. Yeah. You should well, not I'm, have to spend seven hours trying to get it work. And, and I've got a knowledge of PCs more than some it. people. Think if that had been Annette's mum. Yeah. Think if it had been Annette, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. She, she admits herself, she doesn't know one, you know, what a wireless yeah. she doesn't know where the device manager is or in like because it's not what she does so exactly yeah yeah so you kind of you sort of when you're getting one of these you want it to run out of the box but yeah, yeah. hello welcome to windows yes <laughs> well, welcome to hewlett-packard as well i think it was oh yeah <laughs> it was crazy so you buy a reasonable and the pc itself is pretty fast but they oh, yeah. put a cheap and nasty wi-fi card in there What's the Why? point? In Who's, these days. I mean, nobody's got to use the internet on a computer, are they? It's not really. <laughs> Who's got to use that thing? Nobody. Well, I mean, you think about it now. Okay. I know that a lot of folk are still tied to quite slow BT connections, should we say, or dodgy talk talk. I'm not mentioning names, honest. Um, uh, <laughs> I will agree, yeah. Not plus, slagging anyone off, honest. Plus, plus net as well, sometimes. Yeah. Well, BT there. Oh, right. Okay. I remember, uh, under the same banner, yeah. I remember getting onto Plusnet going, seriously, there is a problem on my internet. I said, the download is fine. I said, but I can't even upload a video to YouTube. Oh, you need to pay loads of extra money to do that. What? I'm trying to no. upload something to YouTube. It just wouldn't. So, yeah, that was my experience with Plusnet. Yeah. yeah. yeah but it, it's like you say, though, it's a case of I know folk have the slower internet connections. So, in some instances, not being not having a Wi-Fi that'll handle you know kind of hundred megs per second yeah. isn't too much of a problem because the bottlenecks the actual bit outside from the router 
mm. you know, that's at seven megs. So, you know, you're not too much of a problem with something like you've got. But a lot of folk now, if they're serious about computers, have a faster connection. You know, you're talking minimum of, you know, 40 megs per second. Yeah. You know, so you're kind of wanting, you know, the router outwards, you know, as in, you know, in the house to handle that. Yeah. So... But that was uh, that was a definite. So that day off yesterday for me was right out the window, <laughs> which is also partly the reason I couldn't sleep last night because my brain was thinking, Aww. "I know what I'm doing with a computer. Why is that not working? <laughs> what the hell is going on?" And then so I got up this morning and told Annette, "I have not slept." She's like, "Oh, sorry, my like, it's not your fault. I just I hate going to sleep on a problem. It drives me." It's one of those things. Sometimes just brainstorming it with someone helps yeah. which is what happened today i phoned you up and i'm like here here's what i think is wrong why is it wrong and you said uh, tell me what your number you is on, on it uh, what's <laughs> what's that mean and i looked at it and you went yeah it's crap <laughs> it's like okay yeah. at least at least i know and, and i knew, I knew what it was it. and i immediately <laughs> fixed it by finding something that several years ago i decided not to throw out even though i didn't plan on ever using that again so it was. Uh, no, you didn't. So now we've got. It's great. Downstairs in the living room, we've got uh, an XPC with two screens set up. So she's got the dual screens because I bought this thought it'd be for work thing, and also yeah. I've set the Xbox up on that desk as well, so she can play her Lego Ooh. Dimensions. Because with, with Lego Dimensions, <laughs> the problem with the game is you've got to keep moving the figures around. So yes. if you, so where do you put the crate? You don't want a cable going all the way across your living room because when you go make a cup of tea, you trip over it. And you don't want to get up and walk over to the TV every 30 seconds when you've got to change character. So I thought, It's going to give it away, though, when she's in like a, a Teams or a Zoom meeting with work when she's like that. Well, she was, she, <laughs> <laughs> she was panicking because the way I've set it up, she has to physically unplug one cable, plug it into the Xbox, and it's got the Xbox up and running. And she was panicking that she might press uh, share screen on Teams and share Lego. I'm like, no, 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 you don't, you don't have to worry about that. It's set up very different. You, you're not going to oh, go. No problem. Here, here's what I've been doing this week. Oh, no, it's the DC villains or whatever. But uh, yeah, you so need to set up a remote button so that you can share a screen on Teams. I may well do. <laughs> so we've got all the cables and stuff coming tomorrow. So I think she's she's quite happy. Yeah. But it really annoyed me that this computer didn't work because it should have done. It was, yeah. uh, but now it does. So I'm quite chuffed. <laughs> um, so what else have you been up to? Any movies watched or anything? Not watched movies, but I've been re-watching a, in my kind of terms quite an old tv series and it was one that came out of the blue um started last not last week because well but by last week i mean kind of you know not the one that we've just gone through and this is friday or whatever you nobody knows what time it is anymore but even time has no meaning here anymore but uh yeah basically on last the the week that i was last working um of course getting up at seven i'd have my breakfast switched on tv and i was just channel surfing while i was having you know waiting for my bacon to cook or whatever you know mm-hmm. and i forget which channel it was on but they were showing robin of sherwood okay good show. from the beginning nice literally the first episode and i just tuned in on it so i thought ooh. so i watched a bit with that of course then i had to cut off halfway through to go and do some work yeah i thought yes. I've got these on DVD. <laughs> you have, yeah. 
<laughs> isn't it, isn't so it weird? Guess what I've been watching. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it weird when you see something on TV and you go, oh, I'm going to watch this, even though it's like behind you on a shelf or whatever, but you would still watch on TV broadcast. It's one of those odd ones, because like you say, you've got all these DVDs and Blu-rays and what have you. And sometimes you go and you'll have a look and you think, you know, I'm spoiled for choice. I don't know what to watch. Yeah. But other times you'll do that. You'll just be channel surfing on TV or whatever. Something like that will come on and you'll see one of the early ones and it'll just re-spark that interest. And it'll be a case of, oh, yeah, I really want to do this. Because then you kind of forgot that you've already got it. You're like, oh, I've got yeah. that series. I'm going to go watch it again. But uh, Exactly. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it for years, so I may watch yeah. it again as well. Hang fire one second. I noticed I'm going dark, so I'm going to switch yeah. the light on. Yes. So, Rob, how are you? <laughs> Let's flip over and back. I'm good. <laughs> it was, I was watching Bob go darker, and I'm thinking, <laughs> and this week it's his turn. <laughs> so now I know how you felt last week when you, yeah, could deja watch, vu. you could watch me, but obviously Bob had the, the smart move to go, let me just go put a light on. Whereas I didn't last week. I just sat there and got darker and darker and darker. Now, you there see, we th- this week I, I had another fo- thought. So I'm sitting here watching Bob getting darker and darker. I'm thinking, this would make a fantastic Halloween episode, you know, if you know, <laughs> somebody on a, sc- a screen mask, you know, popped up in the doorway behind him. Yeah. And I'll is- have to sort that out for later in the year. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll try and work it so that we're doing a podcast when I've got Emily over or something and I'll get her to, uh, you know, kind of haunt behind me. Yes. <laughs> you know, and- I, I, as... The the figure rushes in and your screen goes blank and <laughs> yeah it's, disconnect it, just as it goes yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird doing these shows because you do have to be so aware of what's behind you you know you don't want the pile of clothes or, or whatever it is and I had to make sure that my whiteboard which has got all my you know my front page of screen plans and stuff is out of shot otherwise people will go you really don't do a lot do you so and I don't I don't want that. I like people knowing that I'm stupidly busy. Which are yeah. pretty much, um, although I haven't been this week, other than trying to fix a computer. And uh, I've done two podcasts today, Bob. So I did one earlier on with John Ooh. Fouts, who is always, oh, always a pleasure chat with John Fouts. Because we generally don't talk about mo- He's doing all right. We, we rarely talk about movies. We normally just chat about how the world's a bit of a state and you know, all that yep. sort of stuff. So we covered a whole... <laughs> I always get downstairs and, and Annette will always say whichever podcast we're doing and she will with this one. So what did you talk about? And it's like oh, a bunch of stuff. Things. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I know I was there when we're talking about it, but yeah, just listen to it. I don't I can't remember yeah, what I was we said. Say, you want to know what we talked about? Listen to the podcast. Yeah. Last one she listened to was episode three hundred. I'm not even kidding. What? She has got two hundred and thirty three episodes to catch up on because and and I kinda do I get her logic. She she has to listen to me most of the time. So why would she then listen to me when she doesn't have to? And I understand that logic. Kind of well, but this time she can listen her. to you and watch you She's got well. you too, though. Yeah. She's got you too. She don't want to watch me. She yeah. Hi, Annette. That's why we sleep with the lights <laughs> out, so she just does not have to look at me whatsoever. <laughs> yes, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Tomb Raider, Bob. I have. Uh, I'm on seventy percent of Rise of the Tomb Raider. So I've, oh, I've actually, f- I've finished the single player storyline. Yeah. I'm just running around mopping all the other little bits and pieces up. So is there I any have, multiplayer uh, on that? I believe on Rise of Tomb Raider there is. Yeah. Ooh, well, we I might th- have to time I that together. Think. And then what I do is when I finish that one, I'm going to restart Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um. Mm. But uh, I'm enjoying it. I was oh, such that's a good something game. actually. You asked things what, that I'd watched. 
Yeah. With you mentioning Tomb Raider, that jogged my memory. I okay. watched the latest Tomb Raider. Had you seen it before? Yeah. No. What I'd only think? seen the uh, the Angelina Jolie ones. Okay. And I, I watched this expecting it to be sort of a film version of the video game. Okay. And in some ways it was. It followed some of the storyline and what have you. Mm. In other ways it wasn't. Um, but yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I did. I was pretty cut up about her dad. Spoilers. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I thought it was well done. Same. It could have been a lot worse than it was, and I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't mean it was bad, and it could have been a lot worse. I remember watching it, and I did genuinely enjoy it. And if a number two came out, I would probably watch number two. Yeah, not in the <laughs> cinema because who goes to cinemas anymore? We, you know, that's not really. It's not really a thing, is it? Way but it, it's one of those things, though. It's a case of a lot of the original kind of Tomb Raider games, and to a certain degree. The original Tomb Raider films with Angelina Jolie in mm. sort of sexualized the character. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas when they did the relaunch, and um, I believe it's Square Enix that it's, uh, got involved, yeah. mm-hmm. the, I've always enjoyed their work in a lot of the other stuff and what have you. You know, Final Fantasy and everything, you know, fantastic. So. Even, like you say, when they first brought out the relaunch video game, you were sort of expecting, you know, kind of shorts and boob tube kind of thing almost. Yep. Forgive me for that, but... That, that, but is, actually, then, that is actually what I wore whilst I played the first game, I might add, just a little, yeah. bit, little bit of trivia. It just helped. <laughs> I found it very immersive. Got you into character, yeah. Yeah, it helped, <laughs> it helped me to get inside it. No, I can't say that. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so... Like I say, when they they relaunched it, and it was a lot more grimy. Mm. There was a lot more blood involved. Yep. Yeah, so I, I thought it was really good, the game, and I really enjoyed the game. And then, like I say, they, they did the film, and it's got its comedy moments and what have you. Mm-hmm. And But it does try to follow sort of the storyline in some ways, I thought. Yeah, you know, it, it, it it tips its hat to the storyline. It does certain the, bits the, in the, in the film where you go, oh yeah, I remember doing that level. You know, yeah. like, I think this is a bit with a plane when the planes collapse, and you're like, yes. oh, I remember that one. Plane on the waterfall, yeah. yeah quick, <laughs> you're sitting there watching the film with your joypad, going, jump, jump, jump. quick time, yeah. Press X. <laughs> exactly. Oh, messed it up. Damn but it, missed uh, it. Yeah. But yeah, well, yeah. Okay. So yeah. good film so, and a good, good film. game. Yeah. Yes. So I'm, I'm curious to see what. F- games are out next month for the playstation i've really done some research but uh, i've just renewed my psn plus today for three months because mine ran out today i'm like no so i went to play tomb raider and it's like no you're not a member anymore i'm like what so to re-sign up for that again because it uh it had lapsed (laughs) today and i didn't realize it but uh, it's definitely value for money anyway so well i must admit the other one that i've got to watch which i bought was that knives out Yes. I've still not had a chance to watch that, so I've got a weekend to myself, so I, I've got a feeling, like I said, that, and as I say, if split second comes, mm. you know, so, I, like I said, I've still got more of the milk stout left, so. You've got more fun parcels. I've got an Ethernet cable and two little Wi-Fi dongles coming. You've got some. You've got yeah, some I'm not movies. Swap. You've got some movies coming. So it's. Yeah. Uh, I haven't. I mean, even screeners have dried up because. You know, there are, I've got some online ones, but... I was going to say, you know, what about the one for, your, uh, for the, uh, you know, kind of 
film festival. The film festival. Well, I've got a whole bunch of those to watch, but what I don't want to do is watch them all and then more films come in. Because then, mm, so yeah. I am, I am cramming in. It will be like a, a crazily intense two-week period when it's like, right, nothing else gets watched other than you know a large amount of short films, show reels, trailers, music videos, and feature films. So <laughs> that's uh, that's end of August when that yeah. comes in. So the week before that, I am attending virtual fright fest, which is it's not a physical thing. So I um, I messaged the guy in charge of all the PRs, a wonderful guy called Greg, who I met years ago when I did a, an interview with yeah. a couple of filmmakers in London. And earlier on in the year, I said, look, I want to shoot a film at Fright Fest. I want to do a follow-up to Experience in Comic-Con, but I want to do yeah. Experience in Fright Fest. And he's like, it's interesting. Tell me more. What access would you need? I'm like, whatever access you give me, I'm happy with it. Otherwise, I can make the most of it. Otherwise, I'll just <laughs> yeah. wing it, just like I did with a Comic-Con one. It's, you know, yeah. with the exception of Sci-Fi Wales, I had no... Oh, can I do this? Can I do that? I just did it. You know, walk up to Robert Llewellyn, point a camera in his face, and go speak, and he didn't. <laughs> he didn't punch me in the face, so that was good. No, um, but obviously, fright fest isn't going to happen anymore because it's everything's well, vir- every, everything's virtual now. So I yeah. I got all the, the press release stuff through, and then I messaged Greg back yesterday, and I said, I'm uh, I'm pondering doing a film called Experiencing Virtual Fright Fest. Can I do that? I went, sounds interesting. He said, uh, might be better if you so I pitched what it was. And he said, it might be better if you get somebody else involved with it all, so it's not just you. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, Stu Miller, give me a phone number. So Ooh, I phoned, yeah, I phoned him choice. up and I'm like, Stu, uh, this is my idea. I went, right, how much are the tickets? I went, no, don't be silly. Don't, we don't pay for tickets. It's fine. No, let me, I'll sort that out for you. So he's like, interesting. <laughs> let me think about it. So maybe, you know, potentially. If he for less than 15 minutes, he needs shooting. Yes. I said, look, <laughs> you, you're going to be able to watch all the Fright Fest films in yeah. your house. All you got to do is, is put a. Bring your own popcorn. Bring your own popcorn, put <laughs> film stuff. So I'm going to attend this today. Just just film whatever, send it all yeah. to me, and let me try and turn it into a film. So potentially in August, I'm going to be shooting uh, the unofficial sequel to Experience in Gomagon, which will be experiencing virtual Fright Fest. And then in October, I will be attending uh, Grimfest virtual and so Excellent. maybe I'll maybe I'll do an experience in virtual. I don't know. I just I, yeah. Stuff like that, Rob knows it's like, and you know yourself, this lockdown thing. I mean, you're back at work yep. now, so we'll ask how that's going in a minute with the energy levels <laughs> and stuff. It, you've got to try and keep your brain busy, or or you'll go nuts. So a nice big button popped up saying, uh, "Running out of time, we've removed a forty-minute time limit on your group meeting." Yeah, I, I had the same. <laughs> Thank you. Well, hopefully that doesn't record, and if it does, then that's a gift. We have carried on recording, which is quite nice because we've actually been chatting an hour and twenty-five minutes. So it's very good oh, that an hour and twenty-five minutes it lets you know that you're actually <laughs> over the forty minute because I would never have worked that one out. Oh, did you get the screen as well, Rob? I did indeed. Brilliant. So it's a, a gift for everybody. So the world, it's okay. We're like 50 minutes over the 40 minute, but we're over the 40 minutes. So Hey, uh, at, least, it, at least they didn't automatically cut us off. I wonder, we, well, Rob and I tried it last week and we got to like 45 minutes. I'm like, well, let's just stop it and then we'll start again. And then it carried on. So it's, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But you, you look at it online, it's like, no, no, you can only record for 40 minutes. But for some reason, they're like, yeah, whatever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? What, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. 
So, uh, in fact, what were we on about there, Bob, before that stupid little screen came up and derailed me? Virtual, virtual, uh, virtual Grimfest. Conventions. Yes, virtual Grimfest and keeping your brain busy during these yes. wonderfully crazy lockdown um, <laughs> yes. lockdown times. Oh. So, yeah, that's... So, I'm, that's I was going to say, I mean, there's got to be at least a podcast in doing virtual conventions. Oh, God, I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. I think we need to have a proper podcast specifically on that. I think we do. I think we, I don't know how that's going to work. It will work, but my brain's like, yeah. hmm, maybe think about that when we're not doing a podcast now. That's that's what exactly, I'm telling yeah, myself. Yeah, come yeah come file on this podcast now. Address that after the fact. <laughs> think about the other one <laughs> later on. Um, yeah. So uh, I was trying to think. I've got. In, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Nothing else is excited shown up in, in the post. I bought some new books, so I've shown Rob Ooh. already. But I got this one. So um, let me have a look at that one. The Oliver Stone experience. Oliver Stone, it's a huge Excellent. it's huge. It's like it's heavy. So well, it's, I was gonna say, after the cool. homework that we set each yeah, that I set last time. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be coming good when we actually come to address the said homework. Have you done your homework? Because I've got mine here. I haven't. I'm afraid. I've, I've oh, got no. a, I was the one that set it, and I you, you set it like it. a month ago, Bob. I know. <laughs> like <a> yeah. <laughs> I'm, what can I say? I'm useless. Well, to sort of, to, <laughs> but I have had a lot of going on. To sort of bail you out and and get away from the Oliver Stone thing for now, uh, Annette chose. You know the way we were doing the big projector things. It would be yeah. a case of I choose one night, she chooses the next, and so on. Now, and I got into the habit, and then she got into the habit of not telling the other one what the film was until we press play. Ooh, nice. that was that was the thing. And that was obviously me that started it because, you know, I don't want to tip you off and tell you what. So she put a film on and she said, um, I've chosen this one. I've never seen it before, but I've wanted to watch it. So she put it on and it was Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, excellent. Man. Great choice. And I mean, I've seen it before, not for... 20 years easily but she really you enjoyed watch? it i haven't seen that for like 20 years last time i watched, I watched that, I... that at least once a year yeah no it was um <laughs> you know long time since Besides, I've seen that. it's all in the reflexes it is him, <laughs> him doing his john wayne impression and uh yeah she really enjoyed it she really really she had a lot of fun watching it and then the previous night she'd watched the thing oh that was, that was our previous her previous choice was John yeah. Carpenter's The Thing, which is amazing on the big projector. Oh, I, I've only oh, ever aunt. seen it on a normal TV. I really, that again, you know how we've talked before, ones you want to see on big screen. Yes. Mm. That is one. Well, at some point in, in about eight years when households are allowed to mix again, <laughs> uh, I, and I don't know how that'll work, but at some point we should... You know, I'll bring over the pizza and popcorn. You put the film on. Yes, the film will all be ready. You walk into the dark room, sit down on the couch, done. And I can sit in the corner playing the Lego Dimensions or, or whatever with the headphones on. But yeah, so she really enjoyed the thing. She didn't remember a lot of it because I know yeah. she's seen it before because I remember watching it with her. But she'd, she's like, eh, I reckon this, I reckon that. So she'd forgotten a lot of that film. But Big Trouble in Little China, she had not seen. What did she reckon? She really liked it. Th- thought it was a lot of fun, very silly, but in a good way. Yeah. And because yeah. it's it's not one of my favourite John Carpenter ones, oh. really. But that's because I love all the other John Carpenter ones. Well, this is it. I find it hard to think of a bad John Carpenter one. Yeah, there's a least favourite one, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a yeah. bad one. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's things that you'd watch in preference to. 
Yeah. But it doesn't mean you'd kind of go, yeah, I really don't want to watch that one. Or, like, I don't want to watch it again. Even Escape from LA, which is not a good sequel to Escape from oh, New York yeah. by any means, but it's still a fun film to watch. It's still more Definitely, Snake Bliskin. Yeah. I would say that if you've never watched it, you've got to watch it at least once, if not two or three times. And yeah. laugh at it. You don't have to, don't ridicule it, yeah. just laugh at how bloody stupid that film is. Because yeah. it kind of is, and but it knows it's stupid. And uh, and just, yeah, I think it's fun. But uh, Big Trouble in Little China definitely went down very well. Excellent. Fantastic. So, uh, so we've we've retired the projector for now. We're now into pilot episode of TV shows month. So we're watching a whole, oh. a whole lot of pilot TV episodes. So can I make a prediction? Yeah. Before the end of August, because we're almost into August now. We are. How scary is that? Yeah. Before the end of August, you will have that screen back up on the projector. Yeah, onto the uh, onto the wall, and you'll be watching someone else. I nearly, yeah. I nearly did it today, to be honest. And <laughs> there you go. You know, so I knew my bet was kind of pretty yeah, solid. It's pretty close, <laughs> but my only annoyance is it's flipping the couch around because mm. that is that's not fun. Yeah. Flipping a two seater couch around, you know, it's on its own axis is not good. And then you've got to you've got to move the rug and then get all the cable. That so it is a bit of a faff. But once you've well, done it, it's worth it. It really is. And Rob knows that as well because he put me mm-hmm. onto this thing. Yeah. It's one of those, I suppose. I mean, I can't do it because I've not got anything big enough. Ceiling. You've got a ceiling. Line them. That would work. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now you've got me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I might fall asleep watching it in bed. Possibly. Uh, yeah. Just don't drink. <laughs> if, you, if you're lying on your back watching it, do not drink a coffee because that, that's not going to end well, is it? Or anything up, else. Or anything else, so you'll end up wearing it. <laughs> yeah. So, But yeah, I mean, it's one of those. It's a case of watching something on there. You know, it, It's like we said about kind of going to the cinema, the big screen experience. Yeah. I mean, I know you've got the sound bar and everything set up. I'm assuming Rob's mm. the same. You've got the full sound set up. Um, until Christmas yesterday, <laughs> it, was just, it was just sound on the projector. But yeah. Christmas yesterday, <laughs> Santa brought a sound, sound bar. Nice. Oh, excellent. Now, so, Santa, uh, Santa needs to bring you a long audio cable with an extension so you can run <laughs> it around the room and put it well, below the picture. That's what Santa That, that was it. When, when we tested it, it had to be next to the projector. So um, I think it'll be Amazon bringing me the long cable. And they're quite yeah. cheap. I would get a long mm. cable, but also you can buy an extension for it. Yeah. So it's it's an even longer thing. So that way there's yeah. no tight cable and people hurt themselves. But they are, yeah. and it carries the sound perfectly because that's how I have it. I have the picture on the wall and you've got to have the sound below the picture. Otherwise it messes with your brain and it's it's kind of weird. But uh, I want to... Sorry, what I can guarantee um, hasn't happened to either of you though. It's is watching today... Power Rangers. <laughs> it's oh, today... come on. Let, let him be for the moment. <laughs> um we had another parcel the day after Christmas turn up. A Ooh. big parcel, you know, we're talking, you know, easily three, four foot high. Ooh. And we opened this parcel and there was um what was it, four kilograms of popcorn? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> you know, you stand you stand this huge bag of popcorn next to Addie and she can almost hide behind it. 
She can so, dive in um, and basically eat her own kind of your own, body, your your own weight in popcorn. Wow. Yeah, oh, no, so, wait, so not weight, thanks, but size. Yeah, yeah. Something. Thanks to my parents, you know, I'm. Uh, Aww. Yeah, we're, we're set after Christmas now. We've got soundbar. We've got unlimited popcorn, at least for the next few screenings. So. Yeah, it's great. I would have the projector set up permanently if I could, but it's just <laughs> logistically, it's not possible yeah. you know if we end up moving out at some point then we're gonna that's one of the things when we go around looking at new places it'll be like <laughs> right you want to get a, a cinema, cinema. Room. Yeah. has this place got somewhere where we can use a projector if not we will not take that house i'm not even joking it's like it's a thing because we watched uh, one of my choices was because uh, i'd watched close encounters the third kind which is my all-time favorite movie ever yeah. and that blew me away on the big screen it was amazing so i thought well the day after i'm going to pick a net's favorite film yeah. of all time and watch that on the big screen it's alfred hitchcock's rear window yeah so which i feel we've seen loads of times but neither of us have seen it on the big screen because we've never seen a re-release and we're not that old um and it still it looked amazing i mean that was dvd not blu-ray but it still looks yeah. fantastic some of these old classic movies can you imagine watching kelly's heroes on a 130 inch wall that just well, i was gonna say i do have a challenge for you if you do set up the screen again yep. in this next month, mm-hmm. which I'm reckoning you're going to. Probably. I believe that I dropped off the sting, didn't I? You did, yes. I would give that a go. Do you know, of all the films you've dropped off, the one where I'm like, ooh, I really want to watch that on the big screen, is Mission Impossible 2, for some oh, reason. Yeah, well, a film, a film that, a film I can't that is, see a net being that. But. No, that's, that's definitely me. And it's Because there's a few films in there where I'm like, I really want to watch that on the big screen. And definitely yeah. Mission Impossible 2 is pretty high up on my list of films. But I would say for, for one way you're going to both be sitting down, yeah. I would highly Sting. recommend giving The Sting a go. Yeah. Basically... Again, we're going back to, I believe, early 70s when it was made. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So you've got that kind of, as we've just discussed before, the classic cinema experience. Mm. You know, the, the, okay, they make some great action movies now, but. <laughs> I'm trying to, the reason I'm not staring at the screen at the minute, I'm trying to let you know the full rundown of the films that we watched on our festival. And it's on my screen over it. here. So, yeah, it's not that one. Uh, there we go. So many spreadsheets. I'm just so, so well organized. <laughs> right. So in no specific order, uh, Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. which was amazing on the, on the big screen. Uh, with the sound as well. With the sound. Rear Window. Yeah. Uh, the Thing. Close Encounters yeah. the Third Kind. Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, oh. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was, <laughs> I mean, that is, that's a grimy, gritty film. And on a big I've watched screen, the original. So. I've not watched the remakes. Yeah, this was the original one that we watched. There, Excellent. Good choice. There, there is no remake as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Angels, <laughs> and, Angels and Demons, the Tom Hanks, Ooh. Da Vinci Code sequel, which yeah. was very, very good. Uh, Casino, oh. Martin Scorsese one. I, was, uh, <laughs> I think that was, that was the next choice because she picked that one and I was actually going to choose wow. that the day before but we didn't have yeah. enough time to watch a three-hour film so that kind of got bumped but she picked it anyway um hellraiser clive nice. barker one which i watched an arrow blu-ray on that one i've got to say i've still never never seen that i've seen clips of it like nobody's business mm-hmm. but i've never it's another one of those ones i've never sat down and watched it from beginning to end it would kind of mess- i need to 
it would mess you up a bit because Andrew Robinson is the main character. So all you would see is Garrick. And you're like, <laughs> that's kind of weird that Garrick's actually in Hellraiser uh, being tormented and by Pinhead. No problem is. <laughs> no problem at all, but it will uh, it'll, it'll sort of mess your brain a little bit. Uh, we watched The Green Mile. Oh. Tom Hanks on, which was great. Interstellar. Yes. We watched, Ooh, which is yeah. very good. Uh, Schindler's List, we watched, oh. which was absolutely amazing. Jurassic Park, yes. uh, Elysium, Ooh, uh, yes. Steve Jobs. Good. And good. Uh, we, need, we need to persuade Rob a little bit. I'll get back onto Steve Jobs thing in a minute. Uh, no. And David Fincher's Seven, which Ooh, was the yeah. one that, that opened the festival. Yeah. So we were chatting, Rob and I were chatting the other week about Steve Jobs and it was like I'd gone back in time and I was talking to you originally when I'm like, there is a Steve Jobs film coming out. And I, I don't think you were super enthusiastic, Bob. I don't nope. think initially you weren't. Rob is kind of the same way now. He's like, don't like Steve Jobs. So what? go on, have a conversation with Rob about Steve Jobs and why it is a great film that you should watch. Right. I, uh, a bit like you. Um, you know, it's basically a case. Of, yeah, we both hate Apple. Yeah, we know. Yeah, <laughs> Apple have a poor, in Cupertino. There's a poster on the wall of me that basically says, "This is the guy you've got to impress," <laughs> and it's not happened. Um, mm-hmm. But it was basically a case of, you know, the, the film came out. Yeah, I didn't see it at the cinema. Stuart basically said, "You've got to see this film." What mm-hmm. film? Steve Jobs. <laughs> you know, sucking of teeth and what have you, and it's kissing. Are, are you thought, sure you, you didn't mispronounce that? It wasn't Bill Gates, no? No, no, okay, no not interested. Jobs. Not interested but, then. <laughs> but it was one of those, it's case of, I, I kind of went on Stuart's batting average insofar as of all the films that he's recommended to me, there's only one that we disagree on. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's and the, the that Blair Witch Project. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But we agreed that it was well done for the money that was involved, et cetera, you know. But it's one of those, it's a case of, I've known Stuart for many, 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 many years. Many, 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 many years. I've been below a podium many times when Bob's been <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, basically, to give you, give you an idea, I think I've known Stuart since literally the millennium, if not before. I think before, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've known each other for quite a few years. But So, with some feelings of trepidation, I sat down and watched this. You know, basically, Stuart put it on. And I wouldn't say I was immediately hooked, but I gave it a go. You know, I like you do sometimes when you're feeling some trepidation. But by the end of it, it was a case of, you know, total gobsmacked. It's a case of, I am so glad I watched this. I mean, the fact that Fassbender's in it sold it after the fact, you know. <laughs> so it, it's definitely, you know, it, it doesn't portray him as the messiah mm-hmm. no it doesn't you're not gonna go what a lovely chap <laughs> no he's still a bastard pardon yeah. my french yeah, yeah. but it, it's you know it, it does put in a lot of the story that some people don't know about and what have you and some of the things you know it, it, I, I was very good very happy that you had um wozniak in there Mm-hmm. and what have you um knowing what i do about the story and what have you so you've got the was in there and what have you and yeah I, I thought it was very very well done and as much as i don't like apple i enjoyed the film yeah you know, i i would say 
give it a go. Mm -hmm. Go in with those feelings of trepidation that I had. You know, feel free to do that because it's only natural. <laughs> mm -hmm. But give it a try. If you don't like it, come back and tell us. We okay. won't hold it I'm against sure, you. I'm sure he will. <laughs> yeah, we won't hold it against you, but it's like I say, I was very, very pleasantly surprised. I mm -hmm. wasn't expecting anything good. I, you know, I went in with very, very low expectations and expecting to basically, you know, kind of effectively poo-poo it within 20 minutes and just forget about it. But no, I really did enjoy it. It's not a biography about Steve Jobs, is it? No, no. And that's what it's, I think that's what, Rob, it, that's what you said, that you thought, well, I don't know, I'm not interested in his life story or whatever. It's all not. it is, it, it's, it's a glimpse of one segment of his life story. It doesn't take it from point A to point Z. You know, you've got it from something like D to G. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, love that film. Yeah. He, he, it's only a short span, but it covers a problem area in his life, but it covers it well. And, mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah, don't expect kind of it to paint pictures of, you know, kind of the fanboy messiah because it doesn't. Mm -hmm. No. Very yeah. good. So there you go. I could not have said it better myself. So that's that's two people, Rob. So okay. um, uh, there you go. And you know what? If you do that, I will watch something that you recommend, even if it is flipping Power Rangers. I'll, I'll <laughs> if I can if I can watch Bob's Seven Samurai, <laughs> and that's actually what I'm going to call the film now. Bob's Seven Samurai. It's not Kurosawa. <laughs> Kurosawa's gone, isn't he? He's you know he's not around anymore. It's Bob's Seven Samurai. So. <laughs> Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that film as well. It's not something I ever need to watch again, but I can really appreciate it uh, for its well, legacy. It. And the we've watched so. some that we've, we're glad we've watched yeah. and we don't need to watch again. Seven Seal. Yeah. Exactly. That comes to mind. It's a case of, yes, it's got a fantastic rating in a lot of the film books, you know, as a film you must see, but it's not one you'd want to watch again, really. Not in a hurry. No, I mean, yeah, I've I'm tried to get through uh, 2001. I cannot get all the way through that film. I can appreciate oh, it, but I yeah. can—I just don't enjoy it at all. That's one that I've watched a few times, but I wouldn't say it's... I, I wouldn't say... I'd say it's a classic, but I wouldn't say it's a fan favourite. Okay. 2010 you know, is better. Yeah. That's better I mean, I'd, I'd much rather watch Blade Runner than 2001. Mm. That, to me, is an epic and a fan favorite. That is another one that I'm going to watch on the big screen because you passed on the, the final cut on Blade yes. Runner. So it's uh, <laughs> at some point I will be, uh, I'll be watching Mission Impossible 2 followed by Blade Runner. So I <laughs> cannot wait for that day. Oh, epic. Whenever that'll be. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anything else exciting going on, Bob? Any plans for the coming week? Or I'm working this week. Um, so... Uh, it, it's odd this work thing again because <laughs> yeah. we're all working from home. <laughs> Officially, we're still doing the same hours that we would normally do from the office. Yeah. Unofficially, it's a much longer day. Um, okay. To give you an idea, those of us that are working are normally logging into the you know kind of the work systems half seven quarter to eight in the morning. Mm -hmm. And we're logging out about half six in the evening. If you're covering the on call, you're on till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. But in theory, 
we're only doing a seven and a half hour day. And also you're not, I mean, normally what you would have done previously when you were going in the office, you get up, you drive to the office, you do your day's work, you go home, then you're on call. So there's probably about an hour, I'm guessing, where you would normally be driving. Now you're not getting yeah. that. You're like, great, I've finished. Oh, no, I haven't. I've got another four hours of what I've been left. So that's... Well, this is it. The first week that I was back in, I was also on call. So literally, I was logging in at like 20 to 8 in the morning, half 7, you know, whatever. Hmm. And I was logging out at about quarter past 10 in the evening. That's uh, With the exception of getting like lunch and, you know, kind of something to eat in the evening. That literally was... I was online all that time watching, you know, work systems and what have you. Mm. <laughs> but we had the bean counters. <laughs> yeah, I love, love accountants. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, had the temerity to come to me and say, right, I need to know what hours you worked. So I emailed them and said, right, you know, unofficially, I was in from, you know, 20 to 8, 8 o'clock, uh, sorry, 20 to 8, quarter to 8 through till 10 o'clock because I was on call said, but officially probably eight till six. Mm -hmm. And they came back and they complained to my manager saying that I wasn't being um, detailed enough. 225 went to bathroom for a number one. Yeah. Yeah. So it ended up that I basically just sent one in that said Monday, eight o'clock till 12.30, yeah, work. Yeah. 12.30 to 1, lunch. 1 till 6, work. Copy and paste, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday. <laughs> uh, what we need to know, Bob, for because you weren't detailed enough there, what did you have for your lunch? You need to start putting <laughs> that there. Be detailed. Was it nice? I rate it. You know, five stars or ten stars <laughs> or whatever, maybe a percentage and stuff yeah. like that. So you need to be a little bit more detailed for, for future. Yeah. So literally, like I say, uh, I, I'm fairly safe because I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to this. Before this started, I had very little, if any, respect for the head of our accounting team, should I say. Yeah. No names mentioned. No. Nope. <laughs> um, now it's even less. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, mean, it's like, I understand why people need a certain amount of details, but sometimes people ask yeah. questions and you go, really, why do you need that? Can you just yeah. make one up? Just put me in for a lunch. You know how long I get. Crazy. Well, this is it. I mean, regular contact with the guys below the head of accounting, mm-hmm. and I'm friends with them. Yeah, I can have conversation. We have a, a laugh and what have you. You know, we get on really well, and we work well together. You know, out of the blue, I'll get a question of, "Oh, you know, what's the date that this expires or whatever?" And because you know them, you're quickly back with the details, and vice versa. It works both ways. Yeah. So, but the guy that's the head of them, he just drives me party. I think there's a certain type of person that becomes an accountant. They yes. are the, they are the people because I've worked at a few places now dealings with the accountant who's also tried to be a boss, and they don't work. They really don't work. Uh, I used to work for Expedia, and the guy who was an accountant there, very smart guy with the numbers, no people skills whatsoever. Hunger exactly. He's the one that made me think, you know what, I'm out of here, and I quit. So I walked. Yeah. Um, well, and this then- is it. The guy that's the head of accounting hours thing, at one point, was also the head of HR and public relations. Oh, and you're okay. thinking, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, recipe you, for disaster. <laughs> if you're in HR or public relations, you should really be a people person. It's Have kind a personality, of a, I think. A the term is. A <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I so. mean, coming from a techie, that's quite rich, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, a bit of a madhouse. So accountants, yeah. so they're, they're a unique bunch. We apologize to all accountants listening to this, but just keep banging the rocks together. Yeah, just, just stay in that back room and just do your thing. Just send a spreadsheet yeah. over by email as an attachment. Don't cut paste it because it's quite annoying. And uh, we'll look at it when we when we can. Well, this is it. It's a case of, I, I regularly say that our kind of chief accountant doesn't really do spreadsheets as such. He just colors them in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's secretly laughing, going, but I can tell that he knows. He he yep. knows some of these people. You know some of these people. Or oh, you, yeah. have, you, could, you, you have done. You can relate to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you got planned for your coming week, Rob? Um, well, tomorrow we uh, test the soundbar out on a Ooh. movie. No, we need to get a review of this next yeah, week. The hard thing about testing any sort of new equipment out is that choice of what film to choose yep. and it's not an easy decision whether you buy a dvd player blu-ray player a vr headset or whatever you go i need to put a serious amount of thought into what film to choose. so what are you going with mm. uh no idea i'm sure it'll be <gasps> disney based or something like that Seems tron legacy film <laughs> mm. <laughs> if i thought i could get away no, with tron. it i'd try the original tron Really? See, I prefer Tron Legacy over Tron. No, 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 no. Uh, the original is, I don't know. I like Tron Legacy, but the original, there's just something about it, you know. Again, it, it's a bit like Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. True. Yeah, I think Blade Runner, the Blade Runner saga, although that's made, making me think, Rob and I were chatting about video games before. I really enjoyed playing the Blade Runner computer game. Do you remember that? That was amazing. Yeah. Ooh, that so, yeah. so many hours. So I'm going to YouTube that and see if somebody's actually recorded it because that was some <laughs> amazing game. But I prefer the original Blade Runner to 2049. But yeah. Tron, I prefer Tron Legacy to the music's amazing in Tron Legacy. I think that, yeah, I, I agree with that. But I, I, I don't know. I just prefer. Jeff Bridges in the original. Yeah, Jeff Bridges is not good in Legacy. You watched the very dodgy uh, de-aging that is is not successful whatsoever. No. Well, yeah. Yeah, Bruce Boxleitner, you know, Jeff Bridges, fantastic in the original. And instantly me and Rob are thinking about the, uh, there's a show on Disney Plus, which we can't Mm -hmm. remember. We can't remember what it's called, but it's something about props. (laughs) And it's a very cool collector guy who he tracks down props that were used on screen. And trashes them. And then he's like, so what's the Tron one? It's Flynn's Arcade, isn't it? Flynn's Arcade sign. Yeah, the sign. And he tracks that down, but it's all, it's like damaged and it don't fully work. So he has it restored and it, it lay. So, and it's great. And he's happy. And Rob and I were both like, I'd rather have the broken one because that one yeah. that you just restored with all these new bits, that's not the one that was on screen. I want the broken one. So we, we often yeah. get together and go, why are they ruining these broken things? What's the matter with yeah. them? But I'm sorry. Uh, authentic. Authentic. Yeah. Basically it's going to be authentic. Of course it is. I don't care if it's broken. So it, it, you know, if, if, you know, one kind of element in, in when you see it on screen is kind of off or flashing intermittently. You want the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So uh, movie props, I'm still, I've not had any more yet, but it just made me think of a story. Um, Emma Dark was selling some of her props from Seize the Night, the, the movie that you've got. Uh, so yes. I messaged Emma and I went, what, what props have you got? And she said, oh, I've got the dress and I've got the boots and I'm like, I can't buy any of them. <laughs> you won't fit you. You can't <laughs> fit me. But in the other room, I've already got Charlie Bond's dress from Dead Air. So can you imagine, like, Annette's going, you in trouble? Annette's going, hang on a minute, you've got a dress, now you've got boots. Do we need to have a comp? No, no, the movie props. Mm-hmm. I'm never going away overnight again. <laughs> you big tranny. <laughs> no, no, you should be worried you'd be trying to find someone that fit in them. Oh, no, no, she would probably think that I'm trying to fit in them. <laughs> so I, I didn't reply back to Emma because I thought I have no use for boots. I was thinking like a handgun or, or something like that, but I'm like, you know, a dress or a pair of boots. I, I have no storage for that. I can't <laughs> store them on a shelf or whatever. Charlie Bond's dress is still in the bag that they sent me yeah. because it's staying protected and, and whatnot. I don't need to put that on a wall. So. I'll take it off your hands. I've already uh, mentioned this before. I Well, you know. <laughs> I'll, look, I'll send you pictures. Just saying. It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to try and start getting into the collection of movie props a little bit again more, again we've we've both seen the disney prop show that we don't know the name of yeah and um you know we, you've seen the episode or hopefully you've seen the episode uh, with um narnia no i haven't seen the narnia one yet in which no. case i'll quickly recap hmm. he wants to borrow his friend one of it uh, the items from his friend's collection for when yep. he meets the kids and uh, in return for borrowing it for a week or whatever he um, allows his one of his items to be permanently relocated to his friend's house. So Aww. just just loan it to me. I'll 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 keep it safe. Put it on that so, shelf. Yeah. <laughs> you can put it on that yeah. shelf that's right behind you. So it's got. I haven't okay. even taken it out of the bag yet. But I should do. Go on then. I'll throw this open as a general question. If you could have, you know, price not a problem. If you could have. Any prop from any movie that you can think of, you know, delivered free to your house and what have you, yeah. what would it be? I really, really, and I don't know what prop, and I wouldn't care which, which prop it was, but I really want something from Close Encounters. Yep. I don't know what there is out there for that, uh, but... I can make your plate of mash. That would work. Just need a bit of, sha- <laughs> bit of shaving foam or whatever, doing a nice little yeah. thing, and then a sculpture of a ham. But no, I would really... Yeah something like that from my childhood you know it's yeah. like that's my ultimate film so something from close encounters so if anybody's near devil's tower wyoming just hack a bit of rock off it for me and uh, send and a picture <laughs> and a picture of you hacking the rock to pieces it's a yeah. national monument so please don't get caught and uh, what about you rob appreciate oh the the obvious or you know the the thing that i'm expected to say is something from star trek um and it probably would be um so what, one of the enterprise on, models yeah i was thinking one of the one of the kind of oversized models um or even maybe a space dock model which which would be pr- quite look nice. at that rob look at this look oh. look <laughs> hmm. scanning for big beards yep i found some <laughs> there we go oh rob's coming back he's got the tribble Tribble or Critter? In the me. That's, not e- that's not even a tribble he's got. That's an offcut of his beard. I've seen it's that. It's not a tribble at all. <laughs> that's his merkin. It's not a tribble at all. Oh, but no, I oh, really do. Um, so, 
I spoke to John Fouts earlier. We are trying to put something together where we could do a little video of our geek room and tours and stuff. And Rob, you need yeah. to be in on stuff like that. And Bob, you mm. need to get your geek wall up and running. And because we've Definitely. probably got so many uh, stories, and you've probably got loads of photos and stuff. I was uh, <laughs> I was sat downstairs the other day, and Annette and I were watching a New York video when oh, we went on holiday and stuff. She's like, "Oh, I've not seen any of those." And I thought, "I've got thousands of photos. Who's that?" That is um, Richard, Richard James. James. Oh, yeah. I've saw oh, that picture. Yeah, yeah, outside the uh, the, the hotel in uh, Clydeno. Yeah. It's it's a fantastic photo for me. Uh, obviously, sci-fi Wales related. Um, yes, Richard is a good friend, and um, this uh, photo was actually taken by my good self as well. So I took oh, the photo, printed it, it he signed me. it for me, and oh. uh, very nice. Richard James, my, my fond memory of Richard James is some wonderful fan, probably the same one that was cleaning uh, Blu-rays for Neil Johnson at Sci-Fi <laughs> Wales, asking Richard, Richard James, is that a real gun and were you allowed to take it home? Bless oh. Richard, he, he handled that well. So I will see that to Rob, and this is like really weird for those that are just listening on audio, but this is a, a, a book written by Alec Guinness. Look at that. Ooh. But even better, look at that. Signed by Alec Guinness. There's, there is, oh, wow. there is Alec Guinness's signature in a book. I, I still prefer Richard James's uh, photos. <laughs> so there we go. I will, well, well, my my final one. My final one. I was going to say, if I could lay my hands on it, I could put the port- photo up of the uh, the cat girls. Did you find that one? Because I asked you to send me a picture. It's of around that. somewhere. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear that dress and the boots that I'll buy, and then just look at that picture. <laughs> so, look, this is the legend that is a signed Danny oh, oh, Danny Danny Dyer, Danny Dyer book, uh, life lessons from the East End, the world according to Danny Dyer. So I oh. have. Um, but yeah, I've got I have so been many. thinking about writing my own book, you know, life lessons from the peer end. But why, you know. why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought about writing a book? Uh, I I've started uh, many many moons ago writing. Um, I, I used to be hugely into trading card collections, so I've got yes. loads of trading cards um, and card based games. Um, you know, I've got binders and binders just uh, you know in the other room actually. Um, and uh, yeah, I started um, writing the ultimate um, Inkworks trading card collector's guide. Yeah. Um, but but never managed to finish it. Time and that you got. I'll do that mm-hmm. later on, and then just never. Yeah. Never get around to it. But I sort of Bob, you and I go way back with the Comic Cons, way yes. way back. Probably near enough twenty years. I'm thinking it's probably not far oh, off. Yeah. Easily eighteen. I'm 19 trying to remember the first years. one. I mean it. Birmingham was probably one of the first ones, wasn't it? I'm, I'm trying to remember yes. which year and who we saw on the first. The very, very first person I ever, ever saw uh, was Ooh. this lovely lady here, Ingrid Pitt. Ingrid Pitt. Who, oh, wow. Um, she was actually the very first, and there's her signature. Uh, she unfortunately passed oh. away. So, the, but um, she was, I remember she was the first celebrity on the role when we went in so i would that was back yeah. in the time when i'm like oh, somebody's been in movies i need to meet them and get a signed yeah. thing and I'd, i was vaguely familiar with the name but to be honest i could not have rattled off any films that she'd been in but i wasn't stupid enough to go what have you been in like i did see somebody Ooh. say to carolyn Monroe, what have you been in then oh my god you're getting an autograph from her you need to do your research so i'd, I'd done my research and i rattled off a lot of films that she'd been in and she smiled and thought, great somebody knows me yeah uh, but you know <laughs> ingrid pitt was the first one that i got yeah. um and then there's this wonderful the 
There we go. Oh, from, yes. From, from James Your... Bond. Wonderful. It's a really good book as well. So signed by Richard Keel. Richard Keel. As well. What a gentleman. I have so many signed books. <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite it's interesting. It's good. And they're all done by this, the right person. They are. George Lazenby has signed none of these. I do have a signed George Lazenby picture in the other room, and it is actually. But it, a, is a of it is of George Lazenby. It is certainly of the right James Bond. Uh, <laughs> it's, it is not a picture of Moonraker signed by oh. George Lazenby. So. Sorry, Ev. <laughs> he know we've said his name. He was yeah. Everton. You were a dimwit. You got uh, Roger Moore poster signed by George Lazenby. So, and he blames me. He does to this day blame me for that one. He, I mean, if he'd been sensible, he'd have just got him to sign it as James Bond. To be fair, if George Lazenby <laughs> was sensible, he would have been like, I'm not being funny, but you got that on the wrong page. But he yeah. didn't. He looked up at me and he sort of smirked and then signed it anyway. It's like, you've <laughs> yeah. just ruined that book. Nobody's going to ever buy that book. <laughs> so, oh. um, so going back to the prop thing, what about you, Bob? Ooh. It's a tough one. Um, Jaws. Yeah, I want the real <laughs> no, shark. The shark. <laughs> I want the sea I know, water. I know it sounds odd, but Steve Jobs. I'm no, no, I'm going to go for um, an iPhone because <laughs> I'm kind of you know a, a bit of a fan of kind of things that involve swords. Should we say Fifty Shades of Grey? <clears throat> no, no. Right. I'm going to go. Uh, if, if I could get anything, it'd be one of the um, rapiers or daggers used by Oliver Platt in The Three Musketeers. Okay. Because I do love Oliver Platt as the yeah. character he plays, and he's a great actor. He is. And I love that film. It's one of my kind of yeah. go-to feel-good films. That is probably on Disney Plus, I might add. Yeah. Pr Ooh. Pretty sure it is. Disney Plus is it. the weapon isn't. <laughs> and I don't know. Hey, you know, there's probably a warning at the beginning of it saying this film contains outdated weapons yeah. or, or something like that. But um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you've got Tim Curry as Cardinal Richelieu, Charlie Sheen, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. You know, you got yeah. half of the cast of Young Guns in there, I think. But uh, it's exactly, good yeah, <laughs> it is very good. So yeah, it's interesting choice. Interesting choice. Yeah. But I, I know I could go for things more mainstream and what have you, but that's probably a little more manageable. I have and one that I would really enjoy. I have a piece of crystal, which is a time crystal from Neil Johnson's Time War. Ooh, I do have that. That's a good uh, one. Yeah. So that'll be a good one. So yeah, um, I, I don't yet have Tracy Birdsall's boots, but you never know. That could be a thing. I'm know. glad you didn't mispronounce that. <laughs> I've got an keep me and Neil, you're uh, rather than me messaging Neil and asking him, I could just do it on the podcast and he can just send me a message whenever he's listening to it. Uh, the, the assault rifle I've got, Neil, what film was that from? There you go. So you can uh, let me know on the WhatsApp message for that one because I forgot. So I'm, yep. you know, but uh, so I've still got that one, but I don't really have that many props, but I'd kind of, I'd like to accumulate more. I've got the hammer from, yeah. from Mimi one, which yes. is, actually doubling as a hammer in my house whenever I'm putting nails and stuff in. So it's a fully workable hammer. So uh, it is it's quite good. Oh, I like it. So, well, gentlemen, I am going to let you go for the evening. Um, Rob, yep. we have had a wonderful two-hour show. Bob, we've had a good one-hour show. And yes, thank you for putting up with me. This, this will probably be online later on in the week because I uploaded, <laughs> and that's one of the things with the video podcasts. It's not a case yeah. of... Doop, 
done that's uploaded it's like no <laughs> let's render that sucker and take about four hours to do it so uh, but it's fun i like it you know it's uh, sitting on but it may be on by the end of the weekend <laughs> it, well this will probably allow us to maybe have next weekend off or or something so yeah. if, if topics yeah. come up that's kind of cool um because you might be drunk next weekend bob because you've got a weekend to yourself or is that no, this no. weekend this, this weekend i've got to myself next weekend i've got emily okay because I've had her all this week, and it's normally a fortnight. That's true. Although this weekend, she's on some kind of... Uh, this is a weird one little kind of... It just messes with my mind. Um, because she's in the Scouts, yeah. she's doing a virtual camp. How's <laughs> that <at> work? <laughs> Everyone in their troop are basically setting up what amounts to a tent in their own bedroom and setting up kind of like a camp bed in it. And over, I don't know whether it's Zoom, Team Meet, you know, Microsoft Teams or what, they're having kind of you know, things going on. After I dropped her off, because it was I dropped her off at about 25 past 7. Yeah. You know, and, but in theory, this all kicked off at 7 o'clock tonight. At 8 o'clock, they were doing something very weird which was making some form of small siege weapons or something to launch marshmallows. Okay. <laughs> as long as they don't try and toast them, you know, uh, well, fire extinguisher it. at the, the ready. It's not the beginning of the gladiator. <laughs> I basically said, you know, it's a case of get your mum to fire them. Uh, you know, you sit at the other end of the room with your mouth open. Yeah, but apparently she's got to do everything herself. So I said, "Well, in that case, fire them straight up and catch them coming down." <laughs> Very strange. I love some of the weird things that are coming yeah. out of lockdowns. It was, yeah. I think, that is probably one of the strangest ones I've heard. Yeah. But also the uh, the the drive by um, baby showers, which are. <laughs> that's true no i i in my night job i had a customer who's like oh i need these things uh for my virtual baby shower i'm like okay well here she's i'll be there whenever can i just ask what how does a virtual baby shower work so well what we do is we're we're putting the baby in the front garden and people are going to drive by and throw the presents over the hedge (laughs) and i'm thinking one wrong shot and that kid's gonna you know it could go horribly yeah, wrong the crib goes falling <laughs> but a virtual thing there's also virtual graduations where the the person graduating will be there in their gown and all that sort of suit or whatever standing in people drive by hang out the window take pictures you're like these are the weirdest things ever kind of imaginative but very strange but i think virtual camping is uh i mean that's what i do when i play call of duty is virtual camping Oh yeah, and just two people, but that's kind of a different one from the scouts. Yeah, different kind of camping. I don't think the scouts are going to be armed with fifty caliber sniper rifles. They might be. The times are marshmallow launchers. You know, you get in there. Well, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you get some of those big giant marshmallows, those could really damage you if they were toasted. Start dipping. Set set them alight. You know, if you're toasting those, they they easily catch fire. You know, you. (laughs) What you do, you set it on fire, you sneeze on it, or you cough on it, and then you fire it really quickly, and it sticks to somebody's face for 72 hours. Next thing you know, they're, they're having to isolate for two weeks. Toast it, uh, set it on fire, launch it straight up at the ceiling, and get out of the house. That really much. doesn't worry about worry me, because she's back down with her mum and Uncle Mark. Or, or take out a li- <laughs> if you take out a light bulb with it, 
you oh. get you get the glass effect as well. So it's a two for one deal, isn't it? Yeah, two for. Yeah. So possible. We're thinking way too much uh, into this, I think. So <laughs> I will let you gentlemen go, but thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to see you as well as hear mm-hmm. you. So it's um, great to see. And I, I've got to say, Rob, really mm-hmm. appreciate the beard. I think that really does suit you. Stick thank with you it. very much, sir. I think it does. Yeah, and that was saying. I know, that, I'm, I know that I'm slightly biased, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I, it does. I think looking the way that you know. The picture that I've known you kind of when I've been down to Sci-Fi Wales, the picture with the beard now, you definitely suit the beard more. Mm-hmm. That yeah, no, really does make you look distinguished. You know, it, it, I don't know. There's just something better about it than yeah. Stick with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Nicole is uh, in the other room going, "Shut up." Rob, yep. shave it off, <laughs> which is why it's trimmed a little bit uh, shorter than yes. it was the, the other day. Yeah, it had to be trimmed a bit for Christmas. I was going to say, photos. Yeah, if she tells you to shave it off, tell her to phone me. Okay. <laughs> what, watch I'll out, Bob. You. <laughs> yeah, you're, so we're going to let you go because your phone's going to be ringing in a minute, Bob. Um, so enjoy oh, your well, evening. We- Wishing you the best for, and you said for the week, I have no idea what day it is. Weekend. Anymore, weekend. You know, have a wonderful weekend, Barrier. Jingle bell rock. Yeah, well. Yes. Do you know what? You say that, you think Christmas. I think lethal weapon. So that was my instant. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, gentlemen, go away. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Say, where, where's Nakatomi and, Towers? Um, uh, that's a good point Los Angeles I believe yeah <laughs> right take care guys and I will catch up with you soon thank you Goodbye. very much Bye. have a good weekend adios see you later today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.